the VO Meter, measuring your voiceover progress. Whether you're a veteran voice actor, just starting out, or don't even know how to set a level, we're here to help you avoid the pitfalls along your voiceover path to success. The VO Meter is brought to you by Voice Actor Websites, Vocal Booth To Go, Global Voice Acting Academy, JMC Demos, and Sennheiser. Meter is produced in part using Source Connect, made by source-elements.com. And now, your hosts, Paul Stefano and Sean Daly. Yes, coming to America. The Brits came, they conquered, they chewed gum and kicked some butt, and it was fantastic. Welcome to our very special episode, recapping One Voice USA, everybody. Woo! I remember me first time in America, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, um, man, it was it was incredible. I was, I was really impressed, and I, I kept saying this throughout the conference with people during the socials and stuff like that. I was just so impressed with what they were able to put together with what on the surface just seems like a bunch of recorded webinars and Q&A sessions and like Zoom workshops, you know, and then, and then the whole, but, but everything. It, like it really captured the spirit of an in-person conference. I was really, like, I was just blown away, honestly. It was really great. As we talked about on the episode, I went to the original One Boys virtual conference that was being broadcast live from London and that was unique, but I think the way I, I joked at the beginning about the, the Brits coming to America because that was the song they played, but they really did a great job of pivoting, making it uniquely United States or North America based. And that flavor certainly came through with the speakers, the attendees, and the ridiculous Saturday Night Social we had that broke all the records we'll talk, to, uh, talk about in a little bit. <laughs> but before we do that, a word from our sponsors. Walgreens, because it's flu season, and you live in a place with doorknobs and handrails and, you know, people. We tried booking a vacation rental on one of those other websites. They don't always tell you everything. The stars take it to the red carpet. We are back live from the red carpet. California leads the way for change in America, and so does Kamala Harris. Rated M for Mature. Claire Redfield. And who exactly are you? So, yeah, what hashtag should I use to describe a grown man in a tuxedo wrestling a goat? And prior to 1933, many of them belonged to a variety of political parties that were now outlawed in Germany. This is the story of how Q got curly. Quinn was crazy about curls. Curly fries, curly straws, curly-haired dogs. Hey, Jay Michael here. Thanks for listening to the VO Meter podcast. It's one of my favorites. If you're looking for a great demo like the ones you just heard, check out jmcdemos.com for more information. Hey, Sean, what's a vocal booth? 
Uh, it's an acoustically treated space to record voiceover, sing, or practice music. Okay, so then what's a vocal booth to go? An acoustically treated space to eat a cheeseburger and fries? No, of course not. Vocal Booth to Go's patented acoustic blankets, noise mitigation products, and portable booths are an effective alternative to expensive soundproofing. They're often used by vocal and voiceover professionals, engineers, and studios as an affordable soundproofing and absorption solution. Oh, I have it now. Actually, I've always had it. I've used Vocal Booth to Go's products for years, and I can't recommend them enough. Vocal Booth to Go. We make your environment quieter for less. As a voice talent, you have to have a website. But what a hassle getting someone to do it for you. And when they finally do, they break or don't look right on mobile devices. They're not built for marketing and SEO. They're expensive. You have limited or no control. And it takes forever to get one built and go live. So what's the best way to get you online in no time? Go to voiceactorwebsites.com. Like our name implies, voiceactorwebsites.com just does websites for voice actors. We believe in creating fast, mobile-friendly, responsive, highly functional designs that are easy to read and easy to use. You have full control. No need to hire someone every time you want to make a change. And our upfront pricing means you know exactly what your costs are ahead of time. You can get your voiceover website going for as little as $700. So if you want your voice actor website without the hassle of complexity and dealing with too many options, go to voiceactorwebsites.com, where your VO website shouldn't be a pain in the you-know-what. How many times has this happened to you? You're listening to the radio when this commercial comes on, not unlike this one, and this guy starts talking, not unlike myself. Or maybe it's a woman that starts talking, not unlike myself, and you think to yourself, geez, I could do that. Well, mister, well, missy, you just got one step closer to realizing your dream as a voiceover artist, because now there's Global Voice Acting Academy. All the tools and straight-from-the-hip, honest information you need to get on a fast track to doing this commercial yourself. Well, not this one exactly. Classes, private coaching, webinars, home studio setup, marketing and branding help, members-only benefits like workouts, rate and negotiation advice, practice scripts, and more. All without the kind of hype you're listening to right now. Go ahead, take our jobs from us. We dare you. Speak for yourself, buddy. I like what I do. And you will, too, when you're learning your craft at Global Voice Acting Academy. Find us at globalvoiceacademy.com. Because you like to have fun. So once again, thank you to all of our sponsors for sponsoring the podcast. So, Paul, what were some of your overall highlights from this conference? I mean, there was a lot. Yeah, I think, first of all, the, the depth and the breadth of the speakers. Some are, are people that you've heard before, but I think, as um, one of our guests mentioned, a lot of the speakers are not the sort of circuit speakers, you, so to speak, you see in a lot of other conferences. It's people that I had never met before and had never heard speak before. People like Joe Zija. Zoe uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Shannon Torrance, Kabir Singh, and the person who's probably my new favorite person in, the, in VO, if not the world, Secunda Wood. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, dude, I love Secunda. So for those who don't know, she did a, a fabulous presentation on um, sort of breathing life into your characters, finding that inner life, I think is what the, the presentation was called. And the woman is just a walking, talking cartoon. Like she is just so animated and energetic and just bubbly and just, uh, I mean, she was cracking me up, but she's just like 
she just radiates warmth and joy and was just like I, it was just inspiring just to listen to her. Yeah, so that was that was one of my highlights that the overall uh, newness of the speakers and the breadth of their mm-hmm. knowledge, and then also the way, as you mentioned in the beginning, how the the feel of a live conference really was was accomplished. Now there were some hiccups with some of the things that were supposed to make it even more so, like the networking and the the sponsor area. But overall, I think they did a fantastic job of capturing what everybody was missing in this crazy pandemic world we're living in. The, the oneness, see what I did there, of a conference community for VO. Absolutely. Like you said, there were some minor hiccups, but I don't feel like it really detracted from the feel of the conference itself. I don't think anyone's like, well, I'm never coming back because I wasn't able to send people my digital business card. <laughs> yeah, the nice thing is because you're at home and you have all your materials with you, if you couldn't, say, get into a networking session on the reattendance platform with somebody, you could reach out to them personally. I did this several times. I tried to network on the, the reattendance platform with Dan Leonard. It kind of crapped out. So then he and I just started texting each other. <laughs> and it did the exact same thing. What was really cool is I remember you, like, we were both watching Andy Arndt's audiobook presentation at the same time, and being the gear sluts that we were, we couldn't help but like, ooh, what mic is she using? <laughs> and you and I were going back and forth, and then you just tweeted her directly, and she's like, oh, it's an SE2200. I'm like, oh, okay. But like, and which was really cool is the fact that like, for for people who don't know, the the presentations were pre-recorded just to avoid tech hiccups, but the presenters were still available live during those times. So they were able to respond to questions, and they even had Q&A, live Q&As at the end of the actual presentation. So that was a really cool like multimedia mashup for that. And I, I just love the responsiveness of, cert, uh, of some of the presenters. Yeah, it was a little, uh, a little off, not off-putting, but a su- very surprising at first because Andy literally replied to me while she was speaking. So it's like, wait a minute, am I have I reached the nexus of the universe? How am I able to talk someone to talk to somebody who's actually speaking <laughs> at the same moment? But it's it's, it's something crazy. that can only be done on this on this type of platform where literally, as I'm listening to Andy, and maybe should listen more intently instead of asking questions, she answered my question. Brilliant. And you know what? I was just thinking about, um, because we were talking about the quality of the content, but something that I was, because I I spent a lot of time this week kind of just watching the lectures or the ones that I had missed because we were both spending a lot of time actually interviewing people for the conference and stuff like that for the podcast. And one thing that really struck me was not just the quality of the content, but sort of just the the way that the speakers carried themselves with such confidence and expertise was inspiring in its own way. You know, I mean, so many of these people are such great communicators and some people are very like articulate. Like I was, I was watching Carrie Olson's presentation and Kabir Singh and just their idea that the, they're so confident in their personal brand and sense of self and that was very huge, just how easily, like like Kabir saying, it was just like, I'm I'm a voice talent, poet, and philosopher. Those three things is what make you think of me, you know? And just that they were able to articulate that so quickly and confidently, like I said. So it was a really, it was a good mix of, like you said, some of the presenters who you might be able to have access to at a bunch of other conferences, but a lot of new voices, like Joe Zizia, Secunda Wood, Kristen Lance, and freaking Tara Strong on Saturday, like, ah, oh, it was amazing. Yeah, and the other thing I liked, it was interesting the way different different speakers 
use different technology in their presentations. Sometimes when you go to a conference, you'll, well, most of the times when you go to a conference, you'll have somebody standing up in front of a bunch of chairs, usually hotel-provided chairs, speaking. They may have some handouts. They may not. Sometimes they'll have a PowerPoint. But that's really about it. What this showcased was everyone's own personality because people like Joshua Alexander had a, a music bed running throughout the whole thing. Christina mm-hmm. had a picture-in-picture where she had a PowerPoint, but also her face over the this presentation the entire time so you could see her reactions. And then some people did just talk off the cuff, but it really allowed everybody to showcase their own abilities and their own style of presenting the information. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite was like, because I mean, like you said, we had some great multimedia presentations. I know Andy and Josh and Kabir and Joe all had great presentations, either PowerPoint or Keynote, whatever their preference was. And, and I know Christina also actually had uh, animation samples from her own work that she was kind of making observations on and uh, drawing attention to for the the listeners. But then my favorite was like Secunda because she just had a sheet of paper. She's like in her hand and she's just like, I don't like, I don't want to worry about that. I am an actor and a teacher and I'm just going to talk at you. <laughs> yeah, it was it was charming in its own way. And then there was Everett Oliver, who, as you know from listening to our pre conference episode was a little nervous about what he was going to do and he actually just did a live session with a student and recorded it and then showed everybody how he interacts with a student while he's live directing and I think that worked swimmingly for him it really showed off his strengths and how it how it feels to actually work with him because I have worked with him before and it was exactly that yeah, absolutely. And what a great way to to market himself so people know exactly what it's like to work with Everett so in the final highlight was the socials, which was sort of the, the breakaway hit from the original virtual One Voice conference. And I think it carried on to this one as well. I'm proud to say that we crazy Americans were able to break the distance record for the length of the social. On Saturday night, <laughs> we did not end until 6.30 a.m. Mountain Time, 7.30 for me. I was literally falling asleep in my booth. It was so ridiculous. That's insane. I... Yeah, so I was going to say, it was so ridiculous that some of the Brits came back on. Allie Murphy signed on for breakfast uh, and was feeding her, her, her new, her new uh, baby breakfast as we were doing the rest of the conference, or the rest of the social. And then Robin Helen B came on, I think sort of shocked that we were still going. And me and, and Nofi, Torian, Sarah... Secunda, for sure, and Scott were all chanting, we got to break the record. We got to break the record. And we did. <laughs> I was amazed. I think you spent something like 20 hours in the socials alone over the weekend. It was nuts. <laughs> yeah, it was a little scary when I realized it was still daylight. Actually, I didn't realize. Nofi Mitchell said to me, you know, it's daylight outside because she's on the East Coast like me. And I looked out the booth for the first time in about five hours and said, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. That's it. I got to go. <laughs> But that was 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> I got to wake my kids up. <laughs> yeah, more or less. But once again, that was, that was fantastically done. Kudos to Scott Chambers for running at this time, taking over from the uh, inimitable Harvey Clayton Wright, who did it in, in London. Yeah, absolutely. He did a great job just being a host and uh, moderator for those socials. And it was cool because we talked to a lot of the, the participants at the conference and everyone all said the same great things about the socials themselves, just about how they were learning from everyone and how generous everyone was and accessible with their knowledge and their expertise. And 
we all kind of agreed that this was a really great platform for, say, I mean, a lot of people who come into voice acting, like we're creative types, but we tend to be more introverted than, say, an on-camera talent. And they might be they might struggle in in a networking event in that capacity but i feel like like you said the comfort of being in a familiar space and being in your home or in your studio coupled with the fact that we were just talking with four or five people in a breakout room for for a limited amount of time in a sort of speed dating format really kind of encouraged people to come out of their own shell and like Honestly, I feel like I've never met so many people and remembered so many of those interactions as much as I did at this conference. Yeah, we have to agree. And one bit of advice uh, for those, because I, I feel I have a feeling this type of event is going to be the norm for a while, or at least mm-hmm. in conjunction with live events. I have a feeling it'll be hard to go back to live events only or virtual events only when we're back to quote unquote normal. I'm hoping there's sort of a mixture of both elements. But anyway, you don't have to stay in one place. You certainly don't have to stay in your booth. You don't have to stay in whatever place you start. Get a pair of uh, wireless earbuds or AirPods and wander around. Like, I started at the the bar I have in my basement. And then at one point, some of you probably saw I was throwing darts at the dartboard I had behind me, not really paying attention to the video, (laughs) just kind of listening. And then when my battery ran out on my laptop, I did come up to the booth for a while. But I sort of, you know, made it feel like it was a real party moving around the house. And I think that helped a lot to engender the, the atmosphere you have at a regular conference. Sure, it saved your butt and your back. Like, honestly, because it, it's like, I know by some of those, I was like, oh my God, I've been at my desk for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, it did help to move around for sure. So we're going to talk more specifically now about some of the highlights we had with specific speakers. And I've actually pulled some sound clips from, from almost all of them so we can listen and recap some of the highlights from the conference. So first of all, the opening ceremonies. Uh, loved when Peter described the socials as the most fun you can have with your clothes on. No conference is complete without a social event, and we've got social events coming out of our ears. In fact, we've got one coming up for you right now. Uh, I hope you'll join in. It's uh, Don't be shy, by the way. People were sometimes a little bit reluctant to join in socials. And don't, be, is, don't be shellfish either, whatever you do. Don't be shellfish, no, or even lobster. But this is, <laughs> this is really fun. Uh, you will be flung by uh, Scott Chambers, our, uh, our ubiquitous host, who's going to be uh, in the lobby to greet you. You'll be flung into random rooms with five strangers, and you'll have the most fun you'll ever had with your clothes on. It's, it is actually hilarious. <laughs> Debatable, but I like his enthusiasm. <laughs> so as I mentioned before, um, I watched Kabir Singh's presentation on starting from scratch. And he had a great story of not having any prior acting experience and coming from humble beginnings. And like I said before, he actually like he, he did a really good job of talking about his specialty like what he's good for, what he gets hired for the most, and just identifying his personal brand. So you can hear him talk about that here. If uh, someone was to say, hey, Kabir, what is your specialty as a voice actor? My specialty would be sounding real, which, in other words, sounding authentic. I would say that I'm described as an urban voice. I have a cool sound. Uh, I don't think I'm cool, but I got a cool sound. Um and I would say contra- contractions and ad-libs is a specialty of mine. And we'll talk a little bit about um, contractions and ad-libs when it comes to being on the microphone. I also loved Portia Scott on her keynote on Friday where she gave the definition of acting. Lee Strasberg said that the definition of acting is the ability to live truthfully within imaginary circumstances. 
and how we should stand in our truth and be who we are. Everything that we do in our life counts, and it all comes together so that we can stand in our truth and be who we are. And of course, she closed with that great Maya Angelou quote. Maya Angelou says, you can't use up creativity. The more you use it, the more you have. Yeah, it was really, it was a great way to start the conference for sure. And then another thing that I benefited from was Carrie Olson's e-learning presentation, because, I mean, that's kind of my bread and butter. That's the majority of the work I do. And little things like knowing industry key terms, like, you know, to kind of to show that you have a shared language with the people that you're reaching out to. Right. And not only how those key terms can help you communicate with them better, but how it can kind of narrow down your marketing search so you can approach the people who are actually developing these projects. So one of the things that I like to talk about when it comes to booking e-learning work, and especially coming from the e-learning developer side, is buzzwords. I like to talk about what you can put into your initial email outreach if you're going to be reaching out to potential clients via email, which I recommend and we'll talk about more later on. So to do that well, it's nice to know some background about e-learning. Another highlight for me were a couple of quotes from Andy Arndt's presentation on audiobooks where she talked about her relationships and how that really has helped her build her business. She said, The one word that stands out as I look across the whole, the whole thing, the whole experience, the one word that really pops up over and over and over and over again is the word relationship. Um, it is relationships with my colleagues, relationships with my clients, and the relationships that I've made in the larger publishing industry and my awareness of the larger publishing industry and audiobooks role in it that have um, given me an edge from time to time uh, and have allowed me to sort of see around corners. And then another favorite of mine from day one was Bridget Real talking about how we trip ourselves up when we compare ourselves or our careers to other people's. And she had this quote from Teddy Roosevelt that comparison is the thief of joy. Teddy Roosevelt called comparison the thief of joy. Yeah, I love that. And and just some of her more general talks on embracing mistakes, embracing failure, because they're unavoidable. And uh, she had this wonderful story about how she actually improved her business because of a little hiccup that happened, like a tech hiccup that happened. This idea that like, don't let that don't let mistakes be mis- discouraging use them as a learning point and and as a way to improve yeah her, her talk was absolutely fantastic a couple of quick pieces of information from josh alexander and joe zija josh was talking about marketing and how marketing itself should be fun otherwise you're doing it wrong and he said marketing cannot be just about the finish line if all you care about is the end results you'll be miserable just trying to hit that goal line all the time but remember Marketing cannot be just about the finish line. Marketing needs to be about the love of marketing or you will burn out. And Joe pointed out how timing is everything. If you don't understand the timing of the piece you're working on, he was talking specifically about video games, but if you don't understand the the timing or the pace of the work you're trying to audition for, you'll never get the get the role. Timing is everything and context is also everything. Knowing why you're saying what you're saying may be the most important thing in all acting genres, never mind video games. So just don't forget it just because it's a game. Yeah, and uh, on that first day, um, 
I was on a character kick on that first day. I went to Joe's presentation, which I really enjoyed just because of the no-nonsense approach that he happened or that he had. And this can happen sometimes at conferences. I feel like we don't want to discourage anyone from pursuing this so we can kind of put on those rose-tinted shades and make it seem like it's easier to break into than it is. And he was like, no. He was just like, if you want to do AAA titles, you got to be in L.A. If you want to do, like, depending on what, that doesn't mean that you can't work with independent companies, but you have to be honest about your goals and realistic about what you need to do to achieve them. And then that was kind of fun pairing that with Secunda, who just came from this emotional place of joy and play. And she mentioned throughout, she had this idea that, like, when we're kids, we just, we take on a role. We don't become the role. We be the role. Like, I'm a cowboy. I'm not becoming a cowboy, and I'm not asking people, did you believe my cowboy? But I'm just like, ma'am. We got to, I got to talking to you. Like, you know, you just jump into it. And so that one was really great as well. And I always liken it to when we were kids. When we were kids, do you remember how you would gather your friends, tell everybody, you'd all decide like who's going to say what, who's going to be what, who's going to be what. Not who's going to say what, who's going to be what. You wouldn't say, you're going to say this, you're going to say that. You are the rich lady who's mean. You are the poor lady who wants to be friends with the rich lady, but she doesn't want to be friends with you, but you're going to try to make her be friends with you. You are the butler. You you know what I mean? You would just help give people their roles. Yeah, just a burst of energy, like you said. And then moving on to day two, keynote with Tara Strong was, was unbelievable. A couple of quotes I wrote down about hers was, it's hard to find not a nice person in VO, which we've talked about ad nauseum, how... Everyone is, is so giving in the community. And then she talked, she talked about how to uh, liaise with your agency once you already have one. And she said, you have to make sure your agency knows who you are. You have to communicate with your agent and tell them what you're working on, what you want to be working on, and where you think you fit best, because sometimes they don't know. And then finally, she's in response to a question about how to progress in the career, she said, sometimes it, it just takes time. I mean, the truth is sometimes it just takes time. Um, you know, I remember at a fairly odd parent session, Eric Bowser walked in to play Foop, um, which, you know, I played Timmy Turner and then I played the new baby Poof. And there are these alternate universe fairies that are the evil versions of all the good fairies. And he was the evil Foop. And he walked in and I said to him, you're going to be a big star. And you always know when someone has that it factor. And you know, he was like, wow, Tara Strong, thank you so much. Such a big compliment. And, you know, he was booking, he was booking, and then boom, you know, he's every Looney Tunes character. He's Bugs. He's Marvin the Martian. He's, you know, he's Muck Baby now. He's everywhere. And it, you know, he started out uh, in animation. He was also an artist. His first kind of big role was Fairly Odd Parents. And now, um, several years later, he's blossomed into this incredible career so sometimes it just takes time yeah that was something that um was echoed a lot and and just between hearing like secunda said the same thing she said she had been pursuing animation for about six years and the first two or three years there was a lot of auditions not really any bookings you know it just takes time to get your voice out to the ears that cast right and sometimes just the idea that even these people that seem so talented hit the ground running from day one to notice that, hey, it, even then, it took them patience and perseverance as well. 
And then moving on to Dave Walsh, I loved his theory of audio math. He has an actual formula of input versus output in order to make sure you find your why when you're doing any piece of copy. And his true tell method is revolutionary. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, I recommend you do. When you're connected, it sounds connected. And when you're not connected, it doesn't. It's that simple. It's what I call audio math. I love that term. I came up with that not too long ago, and it really, really speaks to this. This is audio math. Connection breeds the sound of connection. Disconnection breeds the sound of disconnection. Absolutely. We were talking about sort of a marketing mindset or the attitude you should have when pursuing it. Carrie did a great job of kind of flipping the script on pursuing marketing because it's a lot of it's a scary area for a lot of new talent and it's kind of the idea of of promotion of self-promotion can be kind of taboo right we think of telemarketers and all that but you really need to approach it as carrie said from a service mindset the fact that these people are looking for you to solve their problems and if you Send a well-timed marketing email that's uh, that's personable. Uh, I love that she said that you're talking to actual people. You don't need to sound like a robot when you hmm. approach them. You need to make connections. Marketing is a good thing. And so, like again, you are trying to solve someone else's problems. And if you approach them at the right time, they're going to look at you like a hero. There are all kinds of templates, right? There, there are programs that sell templates. And actually, my, my course, Book More E-Learning, has some sample templates. However, the, the thing that I would stress to you most about what to say to your clients and how to say it is to be yourself, to have an attitude of service. You want to reach out to them. And that's, that's one beautiful thing about when you're marketing to people as well Marketing has a bad rap, or it can, and especially in uh, artistic communities, it can have a bad rap. But when you're marketing to someone, you're, you're doing nothing less than serving them. And then also on that day, my highlight by far, because it's what I've been working the most on lately, was the audiobooks panel. I spoke to Johnny Heller offline, I guess at the social actually, and talked about how he's always great for a quotable moment from any of his speeches. And I said, don't let me down, Johnny. I need one for tomorrow. <laughs> so I actually have quite a few. So the first one, and the panel was uh, Dion Graham, who was there just for a brief bit, Johnny Heller, Andy Art, and Scott Brick was the moderator and also participating. So right off the bat, after Andy made a, a great quote. Have you heard that expression, you should work in your zone of genius? Johnny comes up with, Andy's pretty good at this stuff, so she's not lying to you. <laughs> And they talked about <laughs> taking your time and letting the copy breathe and even giving a pause. Uh, and then Johnny said, but don't take it too far because... A pregnant pause is great. A pause that gives birth is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one from, from Johnny uh, talking about how you need to really work on your craft was... Don't Coaching suck is it's a good, good motto. <laughs> and we can have another t-shirt. Another t-shirt. <laughs> so they talked about how all of these I love that quotes... it's pretty like pretty common sense advice, but just like the again, no nonsense and the the humor just makes it that much more memorable, right? Right. And then finally, the absolute quote that literally I think changed my entire career, and I tweeted this during the conference. There's another one of those where Andy actually responded while it was happening. Andy said, Pay attention to your default energy level. She was speaking about how she never really had much success in commercials because 
whenever she was in an audition or a session, it would take a long time for the director to get her energy up to where they needed it to be. And they would always say, you really seem low on energy. What can we do to get that up? And by the time she was actually in the zone for the commercial copy, it was several, several takes uh, from the beginning. And she said, pay attention to your default energy level. Someone like her sits much better in an audiobook setting because it's building a story and it takes time over many, many hours. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I've been going through. I've been auditioning for commercials for years, and I think I've talked about this. I don't land a whole lot, but I do land audiobooks pretty much all the time. And I think... What Andy said really resonated with me because I'm in the exact same position right now, a little over five years into my career, where I think that's the key, that I, I'm not a commercial guy. I'm not a video game guy. I'm not that animated, but I, I fit really well into audiobooks. So, Andy, again, I, did this, I said this in the tweet, mm-hmm. but thanks again for really changing the trajectory of my career. Pay attention to your default energy level. The reason that I love audiobooks is that, generally speaking... People who know me know that I'm a fairly chill sort of person, and that serves me really well for a 10-hour audiobook because you can't do a 30-second commercial-type energy for 10 hours. You would die. And when I used to do commercials, which I did uh, occasionally but never really made a whole lot of headway in them, it would take them like many minutes to get my energy up into that commercial zone. It's not natural to me. So I'm saying this because maybe there's someone who's been trying other kinds of VO and you're getting that same note. Just want you to know that there's a home for you. (laughs) It's over here. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because me as an outside observer, it was like, duh, of course, that's where you've gotten the most success. And, um, but I feel for you too. Cause I mean, like I have almost the opposite feel. Cause like, I feel like I'm good at those short bursts of animated energy and I really struggle with audiobooks. I still get cast for them sometimes, but but that applies to the overall production process as well. I know recently some people were talking about, um, their own energy levels and attention levels and the fact, like I think Christian Lance was saying, he's like, that's why I do short form, promo, commercial, and animation because it's all, like, it's much, the the production process is more streamlined. It doesn't take weeks to produce something. And, like, that's just a better fit for him. So, like we were saying before, the voiceover industry is not one industry. It's a bunch of disparate industries that are connected with the deliverable of the recorded voice right? So don't feel like you have to do everything if you're not best suited for everything. But I mean, you're also not going to find out until you try that and and experience that for yourself. Uh, One other thing that really hit home with me was Shannon Torrance's vocal care or vocal self-care workshop, because just listening to her in sort of the I know that when we start out, it can be very easy to fall into a self-sacrificial mindset as you really struggle to to get a foothold in the industry, right? I mean, it just reminded me of so many similar experiences, like of of how I was pulling like 12, 18-hour workdays to to do my full-time job and then spend six or 10 hours doing VO stuff, like whenever I could fit it in. And eventually, I mean, it's just not sustainable, you have to take care of yourself. You need to eat. You need to rest. You need to prioritize your health because you can't provide for others if you have nothing in your well like to draw from. Um, 
And then we've talked about this on the podcast, but just I felt like her biggest um, bit of advice was to just like if you're if you're putting like your number one priority should be your performance training and being a good actor. But secondary to that, you need to get you need to know like you need to work with a voice therapist. You need to know what your reference is. Where are you at? Are you healthy right now? What can you do to maintain longevity in your own career? Because if you take the steps now, I loved it. She's like, you can do this work until you're 80, 90, or 100 if you take care of yourself. If you don't, you're going to be, you're going to burn out within a year or two. So that was really important just to, because rem- I had actually been struggling with some uh, vocal issues recently between my own VO work ramping up, my teaching work ramping up. So I'm talking for eight to 10 hours a day and just, it's exhausting and you really need to uh like i said you need to take sort of a holistic approach and consider how how your diet your sleep patterns your fitness levels all contribute to your performance ability i would say if you are planning to be a voice actor or you are already and you haven't done this yet obviously you're first going to train to be to act you're going to take acting classes you're going to take voiceover classes you're going to learn how to use your instrument Um, to create characters and to create moods and learn to speak naturally um, so that you don't sound like you're reading off a page. Well, those are all obviously important, um, but I say as important as that is going to a voice therapist. Um, Learn how to use your voice. If it's one session or two sessions, this is as important to me as coaching to do voiceover acting. Yeah, and then as some of you may have heard, Dave Walsh put out during his talk that he actually suffered from the same the same uh, condition that Shannon did. So it can affect you if you're not careful. So that pretty much wraps up all of the lectures and the workshops and the panels that Paul and I went to. But of course, the other obvious highlight of going to a conference like this is meeting fellow talent. So we've created a series of interviews that you guys can listen to of others sharing their experiences and how we kind of learn from each other as well. So take it away, Paul. Okay, welcome back everybody to One Voice USA here on the VO Meter via Badalgo Call. We're pleased to welcome Carrie Kelly, who is based out in Arizona and is uh, getting back into voiceover after a bit of a hiatus. So how are you, Carrie? I'm doing great. Thank you. So tell me, what's been the best part of the conference so far? I think my favorite part is just the access to everyone who are the leaders in the industry. I'm so overwhelmed with how generous they are with their knowledge and how much they want to help everyone and how accessible they are. Um, It's been an amazing networking opportunity that I just, I didn't expect. It's just mind blowing. Yeah, we talked about that at the social, I think even the first night that just the people you meet and and talk to with their breadth of experience is amazing. And like you said, everyone's just so willing to share their time. And sometimes I feel like I'm being punked. I'll think that this person can't really be giving me the information about their clients. Are they really? But that's exactly how the community is. Yes. This is one of the nicest communities and everyone's so helpful. And I have learned from every interaction I've had. I've learned at least a little snippet of information I didn't know before. So it's been amazing. Yeah, totally agree. So we're about halfway through, maybe a little bit more than that at this point. What's something you're really looking forward to coming up? 
Um, I'm going to do a workshop this afternoon with Celia Siegel on branding and marketing, and I am over the moon excited about that. I just did a workshop with JMC with demos, and what I learned in there was invaluable. He is uh, really amazing. And the agents and what casting directors are looking for and learning that information has been great, and I plan to join some more of those talks today. That's awesome. And of course, we have the final social coming up this evening. You'll be a part of that? Yes, absolutely. That's a lot of fun. I was a little intimidated at first. I'm so glad I've done it. I won't miss those. Those are really fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Well, thanks for being here. And I guess I will see you back in the the Zoom speed networking later on tonight. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Welcome back live to the VO Meter here on Badalgo Call, gold sponsor of One Voice USA. And we're here with Taylor Tutt, who is a former stuntman and now doing primarily voice acting based in the Orlando area. So welcome, Taylor. Hey, thanks, Paul. Thanks. Happy to uh, to be here. Thanks for having me on. No problem. So we talked at the socials last night about some, some things that we were enjoying, but tell our listeners, what's your favorite part of the conference so far? Man, uh, so far, it's it's so hard to pick out just one thing. This is my first one of these. So, um, you know, I, I just sort of feel like a kid in a candy store running around and I mean, virtually running around yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to trying to catch everything. There's just there's so much to take in uh, because I've been working a lot in the in the e-learning sort of sector. Um, I really enjoyed Carrie Olson's presentation. I You know, there's a lot of really, really, really useful stuff in that um, that I took away from. And also getting to see Jean-Francois talk about, you know, his experiences with, uh, you know, can you sound more urban? Uh, you know, me being a straight white guy, you know, I, I don't really run into that. You know, it's still something that I care very much about and, you know, you know, see myself as someone that I, I want to help uh, with that. And so, you know, hearing him talk about that very, very informative and powerful stuff. Yeah, he and I have become friends uh, over the years, and he's close to you, and also a former stuntman. Do you guys know each other? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, we uh, uh, we met by uh, working together uh, a couple of jobs, um, and he actually uh, is one of the ones who got me into um, sort of uh, voiceover. And um, you know, it's always been an interest of mine, but when I you know learned that he uh, was was actively working in it, um, he gave me a lot of tips and uh, uh, helped me out with you know, sort of getting started, uh, you know, selecting some gear. And he's, yeah, he's been a, a phenomenal resource and a, a, a good friend. Yeah, he's a great dude. So yeah. we're a little past halfway through the conference now. What's something you're still looking forward to upcoming? Uh, so I'm actually looking forward to uh, the talks on how to build your uh, your VO website coming up soon. That's um, I know that's, you know, reaching out and, and marketing and all of that kind of stuff is just, you know, it's never really been my strong suit. So really hoping to pick up a lot of tips on how to refine my website and uh, make it a little bit better, make it uh, a little bit more professional, um, you know, so that I can uh, <laughs> I can stop aspiring to be and actually be, you know, voiceover. There you go. Well, there's lots of great content coming up, including uh, that talk you talked about. And of course, you can always go back and watch the other talks that we missed over the last couple of days. So Taylor, appreciate you being here. Maybe we'll see you at the socials tonight. Yeah, I'll be there. All right. Sounds good. Enjoy the rest of the conference. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Welcome back, everybody, to One Voice USA here on the VO Meter via Badalgo Call. We're pleased to welcome Carrie Kelly, who is based out in Arizona and is uh, getting back into voiceover after a bit of a hiatus. So how are you, Carrie? I'm doing great. Thank you. 
So tell me, what's been the best part of the conference so far? I think my favorite part is just the access to everyone who are the leaders in the industry. I'm so overwhelmed with how generous they are with their knowledge and how much they want to help everyone and how accessible they are. Um, it's been an amazing networking opportunity that I just I didn't expect. My, it's just mind blowing. Yeah, we talked about that at the social. I think even the first night that just the people you meet and and talk to with their breadth of experience is amazing. And like you said, everyone's just so willing to share their time. And sometimes I feel like I'm being punked. I'll think that this person can't really be giving me the information about their clients. Are they really? But that's exactly how the community is. Yes. This is one of the nicest communities and everyone's so helpful. And I have learned from every interaction I've had. I've learned a, at least a little snippet of information I didn't know before. So it's been amazing. Yeah, totally agree. So we're about halfway through, maybe a little bit more than that at this point. What's something you're really looking forward to coming up? Um, I'm going to do a workshop this afternoon with Celia Siegel on branding and marketing. And I am over the moon excited about that. I just did a workshop with JMC with demos and what I learned in there was invaluable. He is uh, really amazing. And the agents and what casting directors are looking for and learning that information has been great. And I plan to join some more of those talks today. That's awesome. And of course we have the final social coming up this evening. You'll be a part of that. Yes, absolutely. That's a lot of fun. I was a little intimidated at first. I'm so glad I've done it. I won't miss those. Those are really fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Well, thanks for being here. And I guess I will see you back in the, the Zoom speed networking later on tonight. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Welcome back live to One Voice USA. I'm here live with Allie Murphy, a British-based talent. And she's actually been on the podcast before. So thanks for tolerating us enough to come back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So what have you enjoyed about the conference so far? Well, it's been a bit different for me because I'm I'm sort of six hours behind in the UK. So uh, I'm obviously it's, it starts at 4pm for me, which is much later uh, um, than normal conferences would. But I've really enjoyed so far um, J. Michael Collins' talk about the international markets, which uh, even though it was kind of talking about American voices in different markets was really useful for me. I took so many notes on that one. Uh, plus um, the SEO talk with Joe Davis and Karen. And uh, that was fantastic because I'm, I'm looking to um, sort of kickstart my career again after I've just taken a little hiatus since I had my baby. So this has just become so well-timed for me talking about SEO talking about uh, refreshing your career. Um, I'm halfway through listening to yesterday's talk with Carrie Olson about e-learning and having you know your e-learning toolkit. And already I've, I'm like buzzing with ideas for what I want to do with that. I've had so many aha moments with her talk. Um, so already it's just so incredible. And I joined you at 6 a.m. this morning for a social. I know, that was ridiculous. Well, for me, it was ridiculous. It was 3 a.m. here in the U.S. Was it oh, my Lord. I was in my pajamas with a coffee and you guys were kind of hanging on there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we didn't last much longer after that. We we kind of crashed around 3 a.m. Scott finally gave up, which I, I don't blame him. He was doing yoga. That guy's work. a trooper. Yes, he is. <laughs> well, I've enjoyed some of, the, some of the same talks you have. I didn't get a chance to see Joe and Karen, but they they did my website. So my philosophy with them is to just hire them to fix everything. And they do a great job of doing that. Absolutely. I mean, the, 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 the level of knowledge is just crazy that they have. I was trying to make notes, but they, a lot of it goes over my head. So yeah, I'm definitely, in fact, I've already sent them an email because I really need their help. 
there you go. Uh, but it's really good to understand that kind of stuff. And and it also got me thinking about uh, the content on my website and what I want to be doing. You know, they, they talked about Paul um, Strickward as um, a blog and how that's helped him become the number one on his website, which made me think about, okay, what can I do? And that's a whole level of different motivation for me. Yeah, it's great, great information. So we're mm. a little bit more than halfway through. What are you still looking forward to upcoming? Well, I've just, I've literally just finished watching Jeff Howell's um, talk on promos, which is incredible. Uh, loads of information there. And even though as a, as a British voice, promos might not necessarily be incredibly lucrative for me, it's something I'm really interested in. I'm looking forward to seeing J. Michael Collins' talk, uh, his next talk, because I really enjoyed the one that he did yesterday. Also, Anga Nguza about post-COVID uh, work, how, you know, how, how the voiceover world is going to be post-COVID. I think that's really important because it has changed. And the only way that you can progress is by going with the times by adapting yourself so I'm really looking forward to it I mean Anne's fantastic and I've, I've seen a few of her talks at um, One Voice in London and uh, yeah she's she's got a lot of great things to say so I'm looking forward to seeing what she's got to say about what, what the world's going to be like when this whole crazy thing's over yeah it will be interesting for sure mm. well will we see you at the Absolutely. socials tonight you're going to be going to be able to stay up uh, not a chance will I be able to stay up. I have a one-year-old. So well, you probably be won't be sleeping up. anyway. It's just a matter of you'll, I, be, you'll be busy. I, that's very true. I will be up tomorrow uh, bright and early, and I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll see you. If you're going to be there, I'll, I'll be there at 6 a.m. my time. So Yeah, check yeah. in. There's a good chance some some of us crazy people will still be going. Someone's going to be up, right? But that was that, what's interesting is that used to be one of my favorite parts of conferences was the, the socializing. I loved being with other people and chatting and having sharing a drink and um, you know, that's how you really got to know people. What's interesting about this time is because we don't really have that, well, especially being in the UK and, and not being a, you know, a respectable drinking hour at 6am, uh, I've really focused on the learning this time. And that's what's been so good about this conference is that the, the information has been absolutely mind-blowing. It's people that we've not really heard from before, which I've really enjoyed as well. So the fact that we're not really, you know, in our hotel rooms getting drunk together at 2am is probably a good thing because we can really focus on what we've learned today, which is a, I think I think Jeff mentioned that in your uh, sort of pre-conference interviews. I listened to your podcast this morning of um, listening to the, the different speakers, mm -hmm. and I think that's a really good thing about this conference is that we can really focus on the learning. And there's so much good content and so many great people that we need to listen to. Yeah, Jeff sort of was uh, precognition about that. He was kind of making it up on the fly, but he was absolutely right. He nailed it. That that, that is the benefit. And he's the guy that I usually get drunk with. So <laughs> <laughs> me too. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being on, Allie. And also, I want to say thanks for reaching out over the summer. You uh, you sent us a really nice message, or I guess it was just to me, where you said you had been listening to the podcast and it was like getting a, a hug from an old friend. So I appreciate you being a listener. Oh, no, thank you so much. You, you know, over lockdown, I've really started listening to podcasts when I've been out on my daily allowed exercise in the in England. So uh, it's been really great just to stay in touch with. I felt like I've stayed in touch with the community and, you know, the Meter is perfect for that. Well, thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you soon and enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you, too. Welcome back, everybody, to the VO Meter. We're live via Badalgo Call, gold sponsor of the conference, with Anne-Marie Newman, who's a voice talent based out of Madison, Wisconsin, as she put it, the real land of 10,000 lakes. Welcome, Anne-Marie. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. So tell me, what's your favorite part of the conference so far? You know, this is all really awesome, and I love everything um, because everyone's so expert, but also the culture is super nice. Um, the things that really impressed me a lot or spoke to me were David Walsh's talk today um, about just authenticity and passion and really dealing with, you know, he shared his struggle with his voice and, you know, what you really need to figure out to connect with the copy. And then the other one I really liked as well was uh, Bridget Reels 
talk on confidence and not letting those just those normal saboteurs, those sabotaging voices to talk to everybody, like just not letting that get in the way. It happens to everybody. Yep. And here's how we can really connect to what we love about talking in the microphone. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed those as well. Those are two of the talks I actually had a chance to watch most of. I've been bouncing around quite a bit because I'm trying to catch a bit of everything for the for the podcast. But Dave is someone I've wanted to work with for a while, and now I think I'm just going to have to go ahead and pay him to, to do some coaching because that was just I, amazing. I know, right? It's like I'm already working with um, both Celia and Jay Michael, which I'm super excited about and really grateful for. Um, but David's also at the top of my list. I didn't even know about the personal struggles. So that was kind of eye-opening. Yeah, you know, the other woman, and I forget her name, but she spoke on Friday about the yeah, Shannon sonic dysphonia. Yeah, she had the same struggle um, as David did. And so I heard a little bit more detail about that. Yeah, I was surprised by that, too. Uh, we talked to Shannon, actually we talked to both Dave and Shannon a couple of weeks ago leading up to the conference, and I was not aware they had the same affliction. So that's kind of amazing. Absolutely. So what's something you're looking forward to in the rest of the conference? You know, I think, and this kind of maybe dovetails with the confidence thing a little bit, but um, the negotiation piece, you know, starting out, like I, I, I have a radio show and I came from PR, I'm in a career transition and there's certain aspects of the job that I'm, I'm pretty confident I can learn, um, you know, certainly with so many expert resources around. Um, but then there's some things that you have to pull out of yourself, right? Like someone can tell you how to, but ultimately you're the one that has to, has to do it. You have to say it in a certain way, or if you're negotiating, you have to hold the line yourself. You know, you can't get someone to do that for you. And so I think the negotiation class, uh, it just also looks very, very, um, appealing to me. Is that the one with Maria Pendolino? Yeah. Yeah. She, she's, one of the experts, if not the top of top of the heap in, in voiceover negotiating. So that will that will do you well. Absolutely. And there's still a social coming up. I saw you there last night. Will I see you there tonight? I will try to be there. I know I made it Thursday and Friday. Um, like I said, we've got, you know, kind of the glamping thing going on in the background here. Mm -hmm. um, but I love talking to everybody and just meeting so many people. So, um, yeah, I'm going to do my best to be there. All right. Well, pleasure having you on the show. Enjoy the rest of the conference, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Polly. Really appreciate it. Okay, we're back live at One Voice USA 2020 with Keith Dowdy from Positron to talk to us about their experiences at One Voice as a sponsor of the show. So, Keith, why don't you tell us how you became involved with Positron? The way it all came about was that my, my wife, uh, she's a voice talent, mostly uh, audiobooks, although she does other voiceover work as well. And... Uh, we came across Positron just in, in proofing some of the books that she was reading, mm -hmm. and we really liked it. And based on the fact that I have a marketing sales marketing business, we got into discussion. They said, you know, can you come and give us a hand? So that that's really what's happened here is that uh, I'm doing sales and marketing for them, and it's working out really well. They've got a nice product. They really do. Oh, yeah. I was uh, Like I said, we did um, sort of a launch workshop with them kind of explaining the product and everyone is like this is amazing yeah, um, is. so really what we're going to talk about is the conversation you and i started in one of the rooms last night and expand on that a little bit so we talked about how when there's a report that comes back from from positron there's there can be false positives and i'm wondering what the company policy is or what they at least tell their users they should be doing when they go when they get those reports back in order to properly use the product because i think there's a misconception that positron is is trying to replace 
actual humans listening to audiobooks and taking their jobs away. Can you tell us why that's really not the case? Yeah, absolutely, Paul. Um, and this, we're trying to get to the bottom of this because we have some narrators that just absolutely don't like us at all. And I think what's happening in those cases is the their proofers are using Positron as the one and only proofing tool and sending it back to them with, you know, could be 50, 60 pickups in, in a chapter. And that's not the way that we think that the, the tool should be used. We'll find every inconsistency in the narrated work and the text. So, for instance, we'll find uh, excessive gaps. So it might be the beginning of a chapter, as an example. Chapter one, three or four second gap, and then the narrator starts reading the, the chapter. Because that's a long gap, we'll highlight that and say, hey, there's a long gap. And especially with contractions, because so many authors write their books to be read and not to be written. Actually, we were in discussion uh, just recently with, with Helen Lloyd, because she's, she, I don't know how many books she's narrated. She wants to do a course saying, hey, write your book for, for the voice production, not so much for the written. And so anyway, so any of all of those contractions, we will show as, as errors. But it's a really simple process to go through and highlight those things that need to be fixed, those that don't. So what we'll do is we'll show uh, like a contraction, the proofer or the narrator. We, what we find is that a lot of narrators are bringing us into their workflow before it goes to the proofer. Because ultimately, and this is our experience, this is what we do, it goes through, through Positron so that we can hand it off to the narrator to find that, uh, that mispronounced word that, you know, it's Oregon or Oregon. Um, we're not going to tell the difference there, right? Um, so that's what the narrator is doing. Wrong, uh, wrong accent, uh, a male voice should have been a female voice. So take, what we try to do is take the drudgery out of the proofing process so they can focus more on the performance. And um, it's certainly, it certainly, I mean, it's it, every book or every uh, uh, long-form narration needs to go through a proofer after it's been through us. And we just streamline the process. Absolutely. And for people not familiar with Positron, it's an incredible, really sophisticated proofing software that I think is very beneficial for either narrators who can't afford to hire out proofers or proofers who want to streamline their own process, like you said, and maybe even take on a higher volume of clientele. And like you said, it's, it, it only points out potential errors. Like it draws your attention to things that you might need to redo. And you have the power to accept or ignore that critique. So, so like I said, I mean, with any new software, you just need to learn how to use it properly. <laughs> That's right. And, and uh, it, it's, it's a good point because we're not telling you what's wrong. We're just showing you the discrepancy. So I'm working with an author right now she is narrating her own memoir. And as she's reading it, she's changing it a little bit as she goes along. He's wearing a jacket and tie. He was, he was wearing a jacket, no tie, or whatever she said, right? Uh, we're going to see that as an error, but 
Does it change the context of the uh, of the sentence? Does it change the meaning? Yes or no? Um, and we can make a decision on that. Oh, yeah, it needs to be fixed. And in my experience, I listen to a lot of books. I've listened to some very good books with very well-known uh, narrators and constantly finding, you know, errors, pickups. And what we're doing is we're returning all the errors so that you can produce 100% zero pickups. And that's actually how we, we, we are standard with a number of the big publishing houses. The one in particular came to us, the, the reason we got their business, one of their narrators submitted a book and it had zero pickups. And they were like, you know, we never get uh, a book back with zero pickups. How did you do this? There must be some, some way around it. Oh, I use Positron. And so that's how we got into that publishing company. Very cool. Well, I, I wanted to bring up something that we talked about um, at the socials last night. You were mentioning a new feature that Positron was going to be offering in the near future, like a sort of pronunciation guide. Can you go into that? Yeah. So it's it, it's there already. And I say it's new. It's still um, being refined. You don't even need to buy the service with us. It's free. You just need to sign up for an account and uh, you can access the pronunciation guide. So what we do is you'd submit the transcript, we proof that, that transcript and identify uh, complex words, capitalized words, foreign words, pronouns, and, and we list them all out. And we'll list the number of occurrences, the pages that they occur on, and then link that into uh, online dictionaries. So you can go and do the lookup in the dictionary and get the actual pronunciation. Now, for those words that uh, don't show up in a dictionary, the rights holder can actually create a list of words with descriptions. I mean, with the, the phonetic and an example of the word. When you look at that list that comes out, we'll scan the entire book, if it's a book, literally in minutes, and, and, and come up with all of those words. And some of them obviously are not going to be of importance to you. They might, we might consider them a complex word, but it's a case of just going down. Yes, I, I need to research these words. And then once you've got the, uh, those researched, you output them to uh, a spreadsheet and your pronunciation guide can go along with the book. Just a really, it's a great tool and it's getting better every day. It really is. And one of the features that we like about the pronunciation guide, you hear these horror stories. Someone has got to the end of a book and realized that the name of a character was mispronounced. They didn't do not do their research in the beginning. Yep, so I've now done they've that. got to Yeah. Yep, me too. <laughs> and and you gotta go back and, and and find every occurrence of that word. So what we can do what we do is find the word all the occurrences within the script, we can then output that uh, with markers to the supported doors that we have. So Pro Tools, uh, Audacity, Audition, uh, Reaper. Coming along, we're there, but we still got a bit more work to do, uh, Studio One. Uh, and we can output from the pronunciation guide as well as the proofing tool, these door markers. So you put them straight into uh, your, your workstation and it's right there, easy to go and find your pickups. It's a, it's a really cool tool, really cool. And I'd suggest to anyone listening to this, just go out to Positron.com, 
create an account, upload your book, and, and, and run us through the pronunciation guide and see how it works. It is dead, dead simple. It really is. Well, Keith, thanks so much for coming on and talking to us. I have to admit, I know where some of that anxiety comes from, from narrators, because I first met Jake a year ago, or even a year and a half ago, at the Audio Publishers Association conference. And when he told me about the product just over a cocktail in about three minutes, mm -hmm. I was a little apprehensive because I thought it really was out to take the jobs of people I work with and in some cases are really quite close friends. But now it seems like it's more of a meant to be a partnership with the editors and proofers and not exactly a means to replace them. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely agree. And, and, you know, we like to think that uh, it's a, a productivity tool so that proofer, that editor can now get through so much more work uh, because we're taking care of the mundane stuff, the boring stuff. You know, where did you miss a, a letter and a the, you know, and it's not our intention to replace anyone. It's just our intention to make the process more efficient. It really is. Well, thanks for being here again, Keith. Thanks for being a sponsor of One Voice USA 2020. And look forward to seeing you at the rest of the conference. Yeah, we're really enjoying being here. And uh, it's a great conference. It really is. Welcome back live to One Voice USA here on the VO Meter. We are joined live via Badalgo call by Mike Cooper, who is a British voice talent living in the U.S. Welcome, Mike. How are you today? Hey, Paul. Doing well, thank you. How are you enjoying it? I'm having a great time, actually, just like the one in, in London that I know you, you were a presenter at as well. Uh, it's been great. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been really nice seeing how they've been able to redo this just a few months later and yet bring in a completely, almost completely totally new raft of uh, presenters and speakers for this, which is great to see. Yeah, although they did manage to get you back into a, a demonstration. <laughs> managed to make a cameo appearance, yeah. yeah. I quite enjoy that, actually. It's one of the few things I've watched all the way through, not because I didn't want to, but because of my, my duties as the official podcast. I've been bouncing back and forth to everything. But I watched the entire session, and I thought that was brilliant, the way they pulled that off. Well, that was the one where we decided we would um, demo Source Connect and what that actually looks like in a real session where you've maybe got a producer in one place and a director somewhere else and an engineer somewhere else and then a voice talent on yet another line. And I think conceptualizing that and visualizing what that actually looks like in practice for a lot of people, um, it, it's a bit of a, a stretch. So being able to see it actually work in the context of a session, um, I think it was probably useful for people. Yeah, so I've had, a, I've had some interesting feedback on that one. Especially because there are a lot of talent who are, are brand new to the business and they would not have had the opportunity to see a session like that or, or let alone participate as a talent in one. So that was great. No, I mean, this, this stuff scares people who've been around for years. So uh, I'm sure if you're just coming into the industry, it, it's nice to see it demystified. That's true. And although Robert is such a wonderkin that a lot of the stuff he was saying was still flying over my head, even though I've been doing oh, yeah. this for several years. <laughs> oh, yeah. It goes way over my head, too. I just I just nod and listen to the interesting words. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, funny. So other than that, what has been a highlight for you so far? My highlight, without doubt so far, was the paid workshop yesterday that Scott Brick did on uh, advanced audiobook uh, technique. Just wonderful to be in the room with somebody who's so well thought of, not just in our industry, but outside the industry. You know, this this man is 
he's a rock star in the world of audiobooks and to to be able to get in the room with him for three hours and and listen to his stories and listen to his tips and tricks for success was just incredible and so generous as well i mean there there is no side to the man he's not self-effacing but he has no ego and he's very giving of his time we ran on for almost a full hour after the scheduled time last night just so that everybody got heard and everybody got served and i completely respect that it depends where you, I, I agree totally, but it, it does depend where you're talking to Scott. He's not self-effacing about his, his work because he, he has no reason to be. He's not absolutely right. on top of his game. But we were like making fun of our beers last night during the social. <laughs> 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 so he, is, he yeah. is a great, a great uh, casual talker as well. Yeah, and uh, I wasn't around for the social last night, but I understand that they've gone late both nights and people seem to be having a lot of fun. It's, it's really nice to see that that, social interaction element of a voiceover conference carries over into being online. I didn't realize that that would happen so much, but we of course saw it happen at One Voice in May and it's it's really great to see that it's happening again here. Yeah, it's one of the one of the highlights for me that they can still pull that off. I mean, that's one of my favorite parts of a conference in general. I think you and I first met at a at a round table. <laughs> we did indeed. At yeah. a restaurant at View Atlanta and it was one of the highlights of my weekend. <laughs> yeah, some of the best conversations are the ones that happen in the corridors or in the bar for sure. Exactly. But they really have managed to replicate that pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good platform. Obviously, some teething issues. And, and yesterday we had some interlopers who I think were making life difficult. But for the most part, once again, I think it's been pulled off very successfully. And long may this kind of thing continue. I would have to agree. Although I very much look forward to being able to share an actual drink with you in an actual bar before too long, Paul, of course. I would welcome that. So hopefully that'll happen soon. <laughs> Let's hope so. Well, Mike, thanks for being on the show and look forward to maybe seeing you later tonight. You're very welcome. Thanks, Paul. Hi, everybody. We are back with D.C. Newman. He is an Arizona voice talent and audiobook narrator. So how's it going, D.C.? It's going good. Having a, having a great time at the conference so far. Awesome. What have been your favorite parts so far? I actually just finished uh, Rick Reagan's uh, Regan Reagan. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> Rick Regan, <laughs> and and it was it was fantastic. The the energy and the the enthusiasm and the passion he's got for what he does, it's just infectious. It was by far one of my favorites of the weekend so far. We got to talk to him a few weeks ago as part of our our pre-show interviews, and he's a great dude. Yeah, real salt of the earth. Uh, what else are you looking forward to? Either tonight socials or uh, the the final events going on tomorrow. Uh, both. I've I've tried to hit the socials every night, and I've met just some amazing, amazing people, and and gotten as much from just kind of randomly meeting folks in breakout rooms as I've gotten from a lot of the the more formal conference events. But I, I definitely want to definitely want to do both. Hit, meet some more people tonight, and then see the see the final wrap up. I'm I'm here for the weekend. Awesome. Well, I, speaking of, I definitely learned a lot about uh, from you, especially like how <laughs> deep in the weeds you got when it came to like measuring in and creating your own studio space. I was just like, man, I like I'm just I'm like a prosumer consumer of technology, but I'm not measuring DB differences between booth models. And like, I was I was amazed. Like, I'm a tech guy at heart. I, I did radio years and years ago and then took a detour into high technology. So I like numbers and quantifiable things. And at, at the bottom of it is, you know, if I can save a buck and get the same results, then that's money that I can put into other areas of my business. You know, I, I know the numbers are scary for a lot of folks, but I love that sort of stuff. And I've been able to use that to help some folks too. I'm, I'm fairly new at BO, but I've been helping people with technology for 25 years. See, that's, that's what I love is like, 
you're learning new stuff, but so many people are like, oh, that's so difficult. That's so hard. I was like, that doesn't mean you can't learn it. Yes. Read about it. Or if you're just. If, if you can read a script, you can read a book. And if you can read a book, you can learn anything. I, I restored a car and built an engine from the ground up by reading a book. And, and it you can started dodge a wrench, in... you can dodge a ball. Don't forget that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I look at, at life as a series of skills to develop. And if I, if I don't know how to do it now, that doesn't mean I'm never going to know how to do it. I'm, I'm going to learn how to do it. And whether that's finding people or finding resources or just digging in the weeds and, and making mistakes, at the end of the day, I've, I've learned something, even if it's how not to do it correctly. Nice. Like one of my favorite quotes from He-Man of all things was to find out how something works, you have to find out how it doesn't work first. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of my favorites is a, a quote attributed to, I believe, Thomas Edison. And somebody asked him, he was talking about the invention process and how it took 10,000 iterations to get to something that worked. And they said, well, isn't that frustrating? And, and he famously responded, no, I learned 10,000 ways it doesn't work. <laughs> that's yeah, that's awesome. a great way to put it. Well, I learned yeah. that there's other uses for a cashmere baby sock than just feet. <laughs> let, let me tell you, I got no end of grief from Dan Leonard last night, uh, <laughs> both both in a breakout room and in his uh, workshop presentation. So it, what did it you was do? a, uh, you know, Dan is a big fan and, and he explained very clearly if the mic is positioned properly as, as he recommends, uh, you don't need that. Uh, as a pop filter. And, and I'm not the only one. He, he went after a couple of folks, uh, gently as Dan does, uh, with, uh, traditional round pop filters hanging out their mics as well. So yeah, that's fine. It was another opportunity to learn and it's something new I'm going to try. I've, I am sockless in the booth this evening. Oh, really? So, uh, <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a shot. See, seeing how it works. Um, there's always something that can be tweaked to make what we do easier and faster and better. And I'm not married to anything at this point. If if there's a better way of doing things, by all means, tell me. I am I am not too proud to go, yeah, all right, maybe my idea stinks. Let's try something different. Nice. Well, speaking of making things faster and bigger and better, what do you plan to do with your VO journey going past uh, the conference with all the new information you have? Well, I, I, I'm making a list, uh, which is roughly the size of the Brooklyn phone book at this point. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I've got website work to do. I've, I've got some social uh, media. I don't want to say work because it's, it's way past that. I need to establish and cultivate some social media presence. Um, I've got some, some very specific actionable things that I'm, I'm looking to do in terms of performance and just getting better at everything that I do. The, the technology end, I'm not super worried about. I can, I can usually pick that up pretty quick, but the marketing and the performance and the website and, and all of the other non-talking into a microphone parts of the job, I'm, I'm going to put a big focus on those because those all tie into taking the best care of the client that we possibly can, which is really what we do at the end of the day. Well said. Well, DC, thanks for being on the show. Look forward to seeing you at the socials tonight and enjoy the festivities tomorrow. Absolutely. It was great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Welcome back live to the VO Meter here on Badalgo Call, gold sponsor of One Voice USA. And we're here with Taylor Tutt, who is a former stuntman and now doing primarily voice acting based in the Orlando area. So welcome, Taylor. 
Hey, thanks, Paul. Thanks. Happy to uh, to be here. Thanks for having me on. No problem. So we talked at the socials last night about some some things that we were enjoying. But tell our listeners, what's your favorite part of the conference so far? Man, uh, so far it's it's so hard to pick out just one thing. This is my first one of these, so um, you know I, I just sort of feel like a kid in a candy store running around and. I mean, virtually running around, yeah. <laughs> uh, trying to trying to catch everything. There's just there's so much to take in uh, because I've been working a lot in the in the e-learning sort of sector. Um, I really enjoyed Carrie Olson's presentation. I you know there's a lot of really 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 useful stuff in that um, that I took away from, and also getting to see Jean Francois talk about you know his experiences with. Uh, you know, can you sound more urban? Uh, you know, me being a straight white guy, you know, I I don't really run into that. You know, it's still something that I care very much about, and you know, you know, see myself as someone that I I want to help uh, with that. And so, you know, hearing him talk about that, very very informative and powerful stuff. Yeah, he and I have become friends uh, over the years, and he's close to you, and also a former stuntman. Do you guys know each other? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, we uh, uh, we met by uh, working together uh, a couple of jobs, um, and he actually uh, is one of the ones who got me into um, sort of uh, voiceover. And um, you know, it's always been an interest of mine. But when I you know learned that he uh, was was actively working in it, um, he gave me a lot of tips and uh, uh, helped me out with you know sort of getting started, uh, you know, selecting some gear. And he's yeah, he's been a, a phenomenal resource and a, a, a good friend. Yeah, he's a great dude. So yeah. we're a little past halfway through the conference now. What's something you're still looking forward to upcoming? Uh, so I'm actually looking forward to uh, the talks on how to build your uh, your VO website coming up soon. That's um, I know that's you know reaching out and, and marketing and all of that kind of stuff is just you know it's never really been my strong suit. So really hoping to pick up a lot of tips on how to refine my website and uh, make it a little bit better. Make it uh, a little bit more professional, um, you know, so that I can uh, <laughs> I can stop aspiring to be and actually be, you know, voiceover. There you go. Well, there's lots of great content coming up, including uh, that talk you talked about. And of course, you can always go back and watch the other talks that we missed over the last couple of days. So, Taylor, appreciate you being here. Maybe we'll see you at the socials tonight. Yeah, I'll be there. All right. Sounds good. Enjoy the rest of the conference. All right. Thank you so much. Hi, everybody. We are here with Jason Thompson, a Virginia voice talent, and he's. we're just talking about the One Voice Conference. What are your uh, first, well, not first impressions, second impressions? Um, how does it compare to the one you've been to before, and, and what are you most excited about today? Well, I would say, uh, first, I, I think since I had some preconceived notions getting, getting into it, um, everything is pretty much... A lot of things are pretty similar to what they did with One Voice in May. Um, as we had the socials last night, and those were terrific. Um, I was That was one of the things I was looking forward to the most, just because I knew how much I enjoyed them last, uh, the last One Voice. And um, while they have three going on, um, the one from last night was terrific. We met, met a lot of great people. I, I met from uh, last year, too. Well, not from last year, but <laughs> from last May. spring, yeah. And, um, yeah, it was um, really great. And I like how you can hear the stuff from the previous One Voices. Um, that's really good, too. Um, I've already been pretty busy today. <laughs> I've uh, pretty much listened to, uh, listened to the keynote from Portia. Um, I did uh, one of the workshops, free workshops, with uh, Liza Schneider um, with Accents, which was terrific. 
Everett Oliver's um, directional session was was fantastic. I mean, every single one is has been totally incredible. I mean, it's things that you would get out of a regular conference, just from the confines of your home. <laughs> yeah, it really is. The funny thing is that. I think a lot of people's expectations were were different, especially the speakers. We we had Everett on a couple of weeks ago as we were interviewing all the speakers prior to the conference, and he was kind of nervous about doing his presentation. He wasn't sure how it was going to come out or how it would be received. And I told him the same thing. I was sending him a personal message a little while ago saying, "Great job, man! I really really like what you did with that. It, it really captured your essence." Yeah, I I liked it. I mean, and I think one of the things that's a little bit difficult difficult when you're doing a virtual one is you can't get an idea of what the audience is perceiving. And I think that's probably one thing that the speakers are having a little bit concerned about. But I know for me, just from watching it at home, I felt just as engaged as it w- as I would have been if I was actually at the, at the actual conference. Um, you know, and then the other thing too, that when you pose questions at a, at an actual conference, sometimes you don't always get your, your question addressed and we're here you get to post all your questions and they get to read them and pick out the ones that they, that they feel like are the most relevant to uh, whatever the topic is that they're they're doing so i think that's pretty great too um that's awesome yeah i mean like you said they, they've really done a good job of cherry picking presenters who are not just successful talent or directors but just very charismatic and great instructors you know so um it's really amazing what they've been able to do with that hybrid format yeah for sure I and mean, a lot of them too are ones that i've never had a chance to actually see or work with before so you know this is a lot i know just by working with eliza i, I didn't know a whole lot about her um i, I know she, but obviously when i looked up her imdb it was i, I was floored <laughs> by how I've... how great she is um but i've already looked into her stuff and i'm hoping after this to kind of look into you know more accents work and stuff like that 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 to me is something i've always been interested in in looking into so i mean just getting exposed to other talent and stuff that i wouldn't normally be exposed to even um i just got done with the the e-learning with um carrie Wilson. yeah she was terrific um i got a lot of really good stuff out of that too um i e-learning something i've one of my focuses that I don't get a lot of auditions from, so I, I've definitely got some really great ways to kind of pursue that now, which I was a little bit clueless on before. Yeah, it's definitely not one of the ones that like you might get through an agency or even a lot of the online casting sites. So, But if you have that facility with that kind of content, you're really only limited by your marketing outreach, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a different way to go to because you have to a lot of go after the actual companies themselves and their own designs and things like that. And then, you know, and she, uh, she brought up a really good point of uh, using the interests that you have and, um, you know, the brand that makes you who you are, you're into different things. Like, you know, one of the things that popped into my head was I get into music a lot, but I don't, I never thought of even researching if there's any e-learning out there for music. And I'm like, well, that's, that's a pretty cool idea. I never really thought about it, but just kind of opening up possibilities that I didn't really, weren't even sure existed. And, you know, that in, that in of itself was made the talk great, but everything else that she put up there was, were gems. It was great awesome. stuff. I'll have to check that one out. Cause I was, one of the issues with this is that there's at least three awesome things going on at the same time every hour. Yes. So you have to 
kind of pick and choose, but like we've been saying, you can just go back and rewatch or watch for the first time whenever's convenient for you. So that's awesome. I know I missed Bridget's talk, and that was one of the ones I was really looking forward to. Unfortunately, there was another great talk happening at the same time. It so was, <laughs> that's where I was. Actually, it was at Bridget's. It, it, oh, it was great. Really okay. Good. So we can compare notes, and then, uh, but right, um, exactly. So, so we're about halfway through the conference. Is there anything else that you're really looking forward to, or just maybe it's just more time at the socials tonight? Who knows? I would say number one would be the socials. <laughs> <laughs> I just had so much fun. I have so much fun with those, uh, and. As good as they are just with the social content of it, I've also learned so much from a lot of the people. Just every now and then you get some really awesome stuff coming out about voiceover stuff, aside from just talking and learning about one another. And um, kind of a little funny little short story. I just uh, talked to one of the guys in the social last night. He's, He's actually moving to a place about 20 minutes from where I live. <laughs> oh, really? What town? Um, he's uh, Blacksburg. Oh, well, Virginia. yeah, I know that town, obviously. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah, so that was a really, I was like, hey, we can meet up for lunch sometime. He's like, you know, obviously after all this. It's, uh, passes, home but, of Virginia Tech um, for, for our listeners around the world. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's been everywhere, man. He's been everywhere. But um, but that's too cool. I mean, it's it's so funny because a lot of people are like, oh, you're just doing a bunch of Zoom breakout sessions? That doesn't sound innovative or amazing. But it really like with the timing of it and people are clamoring for that kind of networking and socialization it's and and like you said it's really that's why i love conferences in general is that you make those contacts like when i when i went to some of my earlier conferences that's how i actually found my tribe of seattle talent which was ironic i had to go to atlanta to find that out (laughs) but but like you're saying it's it's amazing the connections you can make and also, this is my first actual conference. Well, my second co- conference. So everything I've done so far with voiceover has been virtual. So this is the only conferences I ever know. I haven't actually done a, a physical one. But uh, what's interesting is a lot of the people that I've talked to that have done the ones socials um, were like, I've met more people in this virtual social than I would have met in real life just because of the way that... Um, you deal with the virtual socials, they, you know, for anybody who hasn't done it yet, they basically every 15 minutes or so, they they throw you in a group of four or five and you're kind of forced to uh, interact with them for mm-hmm. about 15 minutes. And then and then they kick you out. And even though you like talking to them, <laughs> and then it's, you got it's new almost group. like speed dating. I wish we had the option of staying in the room, but um, if we wanted to, but we can stay in the lobby if, if we just want to like, because usually there's an ongoing conversation in there and you can just listen in and you don't have to be kicked out into a breakout if you don't want but but you're right i mean we're not really subject to like the cocktail effect where you can physically only hear and interact with like four or five people at once and yeah like like i mean it's just so much easier to matriculate around the digital realm i guess than yeah, actually it, well, moving around and making sure to shake hands and bump elbows with everyone else yeah exactly and then in person too you can't really like 15 minutes up oh, time to go i gotta go talk to some other people now you know that it's not really so rude i actually yeah, do exactly. do that but yeah it can't be it can't be frowned upon <laughs> <laughs> i've actually said that to people i'll be like you know what i gotta meet some new people sorry bye and i'll just walk away oh. <laughs> Hey, honesty and good communication goes a long way. We're like, yeah. well, that was a polite, abrupt individual. But <laughs> Right, yeah. Well, Jason, it's been a pleasure talking to you again, having you on the show. Thanks for coming on, yeah. and we'll look forward to seeing so you probably at the next social. Able to be a, um, thank you. I was, I was glad to be a part of it, and um, you know, I'm glad you guys are the representative for One Voice here, and I hope you can get a lot of other great voices to uh, 
contribute to this. So this is a really great thing that you guys are doing and, and just keep, keep doing the great work. I, I like your podcast and, you know, wish you nothing but the best. Ah, geez. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> so Welcome back live to One Voice USA here on the VO Meter. We're joined now via Badalgo Call, gold sponsor of the conference, by Harvey Clayton Wright, who is marketing director for Gravy for the Brain and a big part of the One Voice conference, both USA and the original online voiceover conference. Harvey, welcome. Thank you very much, Paul. Welcome as the official podcaster of the conference. Great to have you. Thank you. We, we appreciate the vote of confidence. So <laughs> I actually want to talk to you before or during the last One Voice conference. Uh, I asked Hugh to reach out if he wanted to have anyone else on the show, and apparently he didn't want to or <laughs> didn't pass on the message. So we're thrilled to have you here because I was so impressed by you masterminding really the, the socials and the concept that has continued to be carried forth by Scott Chambers. So tell me a little bit about how that started and how you think it's going this time. Well, masterminding is a is a nice word. I would say <laughs> improvising would be a better word. So we, um, well, at first we were just going to do sort of uh, one single social because, uh, as you know, the turnaround to make it virtual was pretty quick. And um, we were we were kind of didn't really know how to physically do it because we were thinking we'd do it in Zoom and then, but, you know, if you get 60 people in a Zoom call, it's absolute chaos. Mm-hmm. So we... Um, kind of just found out that Zoom did breakout rooms. And um, the initial idea was to obviously just kind of create 50 breakout rooms and just let people move around in them as as they would in a normal room. And as always, it's like the sod's law of technology is that it doesn't work quite as well as you think it will. And people are using different devices and can't see the same thing that you're seeing. So... Um, it was about like halfway through the first social where I just found out there was a, a, a like an automate an automatic version where you can kind of force people into random rooms, and we did that for about four hours, <laughs> and people really liked the experience of being just chucked in. It was kind of like speed dating but with networking, and um, I was obviously pleasantly surprised. And then I said, "Hey, we should keep doing that." And then we just had some really fun socials. So um, obviously this year we've come back. Scott's uh, Scott's a little bit more of a party planner than I am. <laughs> so he's got some ideas, like he wants to do karaoke, he's doing some quizzes. So he kind of is using the main lobby as kind of the area where people can stay if they want to like do an activity. Whereas, um, you know, if they want to uh, then just go and chat and do the speed networking, that just continues all night. And you just sort of go as late as you want. I think we did an eight-hour one at the last one. Yeah, Which, that was a little um, ridiculous. Scott and I, <laughs> Scott and I closed the place down with a few others last night, and it was only three a.m. Uh, Eastern time, which sounds ridiculous. It's still a long time. <laughs> it is. It's. A, I mean, when did you start? About. It's about nine p.m. Yeah. when you start. Oh, eight, yeah, yeah eight, I mean, eight central, <laughs> and we ended at two central, which is the official time for the conference. So we should go by that, I guess. Well, you think if you're sitting just down, literally staring at a computer and drinking for six hours, it yeah, it does rack up. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, I'm glad you had a great time because oh, it, it really, it really is. Um, it just really is like a, a nice thing that's worked out. I think, as as you know, coronavirus has caused, especially with us shifting to having to do a, a virtual thing. A lot of things are happy accidents. Like we hoped for the best, and it's turned out for the best. So that's fantastic. Yeah, I think in some cases the the accidents became the stars of of the conference. I think that's quickly the socials are quickly what the conference has become known for. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not sure that's what the the uh, the powers that be want to hear, but it's it's absolutely one of the highlights. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, my understanding, because I don't go to a lot of conferences aside from One Voice, but it was pretty clear on my first year there that people, you know, they uh, they go they go for the education, they enjoy a good talk, but it's it's the end of the night where people really sort of let their hair down, and I think. If you were going to do a virtual conference without that, you do lose a lot. I can see why people would be skeptical of going to a virtual conference when it's just school all over again. So that social element really adds a lot to it. Yeah, absolutely. So in addition to uh, being part of the staff, I'm sure you're watching some of the talks. What do you think of the highlights so far? Well, I enjoyed Tara Strong because I watched too many cartoons. So that was cool. (laughs) Yep. Agreed. (laughs) And... um, I've, I've actually, I've been, I've been mostly monitoring the paid workshops. And, um, so really I've been, I've been, I've been looking at a lot of workshops mostly and the workshops have been really good. There was a, you know, all the names immediately escaped me and I've been watching them all day. The, um, oh, Paul Strickwood is just doing his, he's fantastic. And then we've had, um, Christina Melizia, she was doing an animation workshop. The, I, I have to say, like, I'm not a voiceover actor. I'm a marketer, as you can imagine, so I just, you know, I, I like to stay behind a computer and keep to myself. But some of, like, the people's confidence to just come in a room and really give it their all when reading a script, I do think it's really impressive. And it's amazing that somebody can come in and at first they're a bit sort of shaky and just with somebody actually just kind of coaxing it out of them and making them comfortable how much they improve. Because I think voiceover, if you've never really done it before, like I hadn't, you can, you can kind of think of it as like, oh, how do you learn that? So it's quite interesting at a workshop seeing that in motion. So that's the most interesting thing I've seen, just like how quickly people can improve with just very little bits of direction and just a confidence boost. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. I know from past experiences, even as voice actors, we're amazed by each other when we see that transformation. We'll 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 notice the performance, and then when that little tiny change is made by the coach or the director, it completely turns on its head, and then it's a completely different animal. And we appreciate that as actors too. That's great. I mean, which which talks have you um, enjoyed? Because obviously, I should ask you because you're a, a guest. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I've bounced around to almost all of them, and my plan was to try and catch bits and pieces because I am kind of working, so to speak, for the, for the show. So I'm trying to find the, the best sound bites I can get basically to put into the episode later. So I haven't had a chance to watch an entire talk yet, which is okay because as you know, the way it's set up is we can go back and watch everything later, which I absolutely will do. But I think that the main highlight was the, the Source Connect session, which is a sponsor of the show as well, and I sound like a complete shill, but <laughs> I, I really enjoyed watching the four the four gents try and pull off a live session remotely because I think that is going to be the future and if Source Connect can make that happen with version four I think that's going to be great for the industry. Yeah, it's really impressive stuff and um, the spo- the sponsor talks have been absolutely great. We've 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 definitely worked on that and because I, I know a lot of conferences it can kind of just be a sponsor talk can feel like an advert mm-hmm. and it's now the kind of thing that we really focus on where we're like you know come with an interesting thing to show or you know something of value to give people and uh, the sponsor talks are absolutely fantastic now i agree well harvey thanks for being here like i said i've been dying to have you on the show i appreciate you coming on and enjoy the rest of the conference thank you very much for having me you enjoy it as well welcome back everybody to one voice usa 2020 we're here with chloe delandis who's a voice actor and singer singer songwriter actually and we're happy to have you chloe 
I'm very happy to be here. This was such a surprise and a last minute decision for me. I actually, the conference wasn't even on my radar uh, until maybe like a week ago. And I said, oh my gosh, how am I not signed up for this? So I, I, <laughs> I jumped on immediately. So I think I've just been in audition mode and, and you know, recording land and all I see are wave files all the time. So it's a surprisingly common story. Like I've heard really? so many people like, I just signed up like three days ago, two yeah. days ago. And then they're like, and then they're complaining because they couldn't get in any workshops. Right. It's like, well, I mean, right. but but it's amazing. So what have you done so far? And like, what are you looking forward to as the day progresses? Yeah. Last night I did the first Zoom happy hour social call. And that was really neat. I got to connect with a lot of other voice actors, some who I actually know who I've done other conferences with before, uh, some who I, I just peers all, all over and then some new people. And then I got to connect with uh, Celia Siegel, which was really cool. She and I hadn't officially met before and it was awesome to get to chat with her for a bit. And then this morning, I just I hit the ground running. I, I had everything planned and uh, I scheduled audition times around when certain workshops or um, uh, just talks were happening. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To squeeze them in too. It, it's, and it's, it's like, okay, so the site was down for a little while, which is totally understandable. <laughs> this is like, this is a, I mean, this is a big endeavor and, and it's, I, I'm very impressed to be totally honest. So when the site was down though, I'm like, okay, time to edit. <laughs> I just like, I just went at it and, and finished some work. So um, it's been a full day, needless to say. And um, I started out, I can't even remember the order. I know I, I saw, I, I just watched Carrie Olson's talk. I had seen J. Michael Collins about international, getting international work. I had seen Andy Arndt um, with audiobooks. And then there was something else this morning. Oh, Portia's, Portia's uh, speech this keynote, morning. Yeah. yeah, the keynote was wonderful. So it's been busy. I really enjoyed the keynote as well. And I love how she kind of segmented it into those three chapters, like yeah. her own story and then talking about diversity and acting and casting and mm -hmm. next steps for the future of VO. I really liked it. Her attitude is amazing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was going to say, I actually kind of am enjoying the opportunity to be able to jump in an audition because unlike a live conference, as you know, Chloe, when you're at a live <laughs> conference, you have to run into a corner of a hotel room or... <laughs> yeah sign up for the booth, the one booth in the show that everybody's trying to get into. So now I can just go to, well, right now I'm in my normal booth. I can audition, get right back out to the content, and I'll also watch the stuff I missed. Yeah, there's actually a really big benefit to this. I I think I think there are, there are benefits to both. Of course, I miss seeing everybody in person. It's, you know, but who doesn't? Because we are where we are right now. But I, I really think so many people are finding silver linings and it's it's like more than silver it's like platinum linings it's like I oh my like gosh that. this Thanks. is good <laughs> it's it's going really well i'm i'm like genuinely smiling and having a good time I'm like okay this is this is working we can hear and it, it, it's like you're saying i mean the medium the platform is different but yeah. the spirit is there it, it really is. captures that and, and like you said everyone's just so excited one thing i do miss is all the hotel blanket <laughs> forts <laughs> it's like we, we need to start a trend where we're like check out my one voice studio and it's just <laughs> home studio. But like. <laughs> well, right now I'm in the middle. I'm in like the sort of transition. I'm, I'm moving. So I have this, um, I have the Vomo up. So I, I'm, I'm in not a pillow fort, but I'm in a portable booth. So I kind of feel like I'm in a hotel right now. Well, we love the no, Vomo love as they're sponsors <laughs> of our show. So we'll, we'll never 
We'll never say a bad word about the Vomo. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for coming on, Chloe. What Thank else you. are you looking forward to over the next uh, day and a half? Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I'd have to look at the calendar to be super specific. I think just more of these talks. And I, the thing that I'm so excited about is the fact that I can go back and reference reference videos that I where I didn't catch everything. And that that I think is the biggest benefit of of doing the conference this way this year. So I'm excited to watch more talks, but then I'm excited after everything is over to go back and rewatch videos or watch talks that I didn't get to attend live. So I just I have so much access to so much content and this is not like I'm not getting paid for this. I'm just like <laughs> I'm really like I'm really digging what's going on and uh, and I, I'm just I'm learning a ton. One more thing, I, I in Carrie's Carrie Olson's talk just now, she's she's focused on e-learning, um, and she does other types of VO too. But someone had asked about is it is it a good idea to just focus on like one style of e-learning or multiple styles? And and she she preferred she said she prefers focusing on multiple styles. And in my mind, I, that's how I operate in voiceover. Um, at this point, I was very commercial heavy for a long time, and then some promo. And and now it's like I just I got into audiobook, I got into e-learning, I've I've started doing all these different things and I think diversifying has really helped my career in a big way. So being here with you all is such an amazing opportunity for me to sharpen my tools that are, are new to me. So it's exciting. That's awesome. And and very good advice. Like I think that is definitely the linchpin of a successful modern talent is like experimenting and seeing where you're strongest but not limiting yourself to what genres you can pursue totally and uh, Portia said this morning she she mentioned oh singers and I'm like what I didn't even I, I didn't even think of that for animation or for other genres because in commercial I do some jingles I'm a singer and I, I do some jingles I do some work here and there but there are other genres of VO that are going to be even more open to that so it's it's just like diversify 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 it's so exciting <laughs> <laughs> Well, we can hear the excitement in your voice, and Sean and I are just as excited. So we we'll look yeah. forward to seeing you at the rest of the so socials, uh, hopefully, and then the rest yeah. of the sessions in the next couple of days. Thank you guys so much. Welcome back live, everybody, to the VO Meter here at One Voice USA. We're here with Sarah Hannon, who I've had the pleasure of talking to the last couple of nights at the socials. And I uh, just want to say welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So tell me, what have you liked so far about the conference? Well... There's so much. Um, I've really liked meeting people. It helps me feel like every, you know, the people are human. You know, I'm not just going into a empty void every day to um, to speak to nobody. You know, the feeling of community is is unmatched. Um, but I also the wealth of knowledge that I've gotten just by popping in and out of all of the free stuff is has been ridiculous and incredible. And I can't wait to watch all the stuff I missed later. Yeah, that's the only problem, right, is that you can't cram it all in. I was actually just, you probably heard, I was listening to A.J. McKay's imaging talk while mm -hmm. I was waiting for you to come into the, the Bedelgo call room here, and um, I'm going to miss the end of it, but that's okay. I'll go back and watch it later. Yeah, exactly. So what are you looking forward to the rest? It's, it's now mid midday on the third day of the conference. What are you looking forward to in the, the rest of the sessions that are left? Well, I have, I'm going to the workshop with Melissa Disney Ooh. in a little bit, and I'm really excited about that. So is that something you're looking to get into, uh, the live announce? You know, I'm not sure. It's, it was, the thing that drew me to it was how 
uncomfortable it made me. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, I should just pop in and check it out and see how I feel about it. So I just, you know, it was a nice way to try something new without low risk, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I've done some local stuff, mostly nonprofits, things like charity events for my kids' schools and Cub Scout Pinewood Derbies, those types of things. And it's always fun, but it is an entirely different skill set. Yeah. Well, enjoy that. Thank you. Are you going to be going to the socials tonight? Absolutely. All right. Well, I guess we'll go back at it again. I stayed last night till the end, and I'm kind of regretting it now. But that's what happens at a conference. What time was the end? 3 a.m. Eastern, so 2 a.m. Oh 2 a.m. Central. Yep. Yeah, I, I popped, I, I dropped out at about 2.30, and I was like, I am falling asleep at the screen. <laughs> so we'll see if I can go the whole time tonight. It's my goal. Yeah. Well, there, there's always goals. There's goals. Yes. <laughs> life goals. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you so much. See you later. Welcome back, everybody, to One Voice USA on the VO Meter. We're here with Amy Harrell, and we're talking about what's the, been the highlights so far and what are some things that you might be looking forward to. So first of all, Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So tell me, what's been the highlight so far of the conference for you? First of all, it's much more than I could have ever imagined. It is so thorough, and I feel that it's great for the beginner and the person who's been around for a while. That's what it seems like to me. I'm the beginner. Yeah, absolutely. There's people that are that are just beginning or haven't even started yet. There's some folks I talked to that were even just investigating whether they wanted to even do voiceover. And there's people like Joe Cipriano who've been doing it for 40 years and Peter Dixon, same, same amount of time. So it's a good mix. I, I agree. I agree. I love being in the breakout groups where you're actually with people who were presenting because then you get, it's like, oh, they presented, they did such a great job. And then you get to tell them that. And then you get to see that they're on the journey too. It's not like they're above you just because they're more advanced. They're in it. They want to be in the group. Yeah, everybody is so friendly. You'll find that's that's pretty much universal in the voiceover community. It's unlike anything I've ever been involved with before. So what are some I, things you're still looking forward to? We're about three quarters of the way through now. What are some things that you might still be looking forward to in the, in the conference? Well, I know that I didn't get a chance to go to the like building your home studio kind of thing, um, but I would like to have more conversations with people in our breakout sessions just about their home studios that I just want to keep talking to people about and and like the portable kind of studios when I'm in a transition. So I'm looking forward to having more conversations, maybe even in the networking section where I could do like a one-on-one -on -one with somebody about their home studio. Yeah, that's certainly an option. Or then you might have seen presenter Dan Leonard. He actually does consultations, so you might want to reach out to him. His website is the Home Studio Master and give him a, give him a ring and he can certainly help you out. Yes, I did see that he is on my list. <laughs> All right. Well, Amy, thanks for being here. Enjoy the rest of the conference, and hopefully I'll see you at the social. I, I will. I was there late last night with you. Yeah, it was crazy, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> it was so much fun. It Thank was. you so much. All right. Take care. Well, have a great day. Welcome back, everybody, live to One Voice USA on the VO Meter. We're here with Sarah Keats, who I was talking to last night as well at the first social. And Sarah, I want to say welcome first, and tell me how you enjoy the conference so far. Hi, thanks for having me. You know what? It's really great. This is my first ever VO conference, online or not, and uh, it's terrific uh, just to get 
some real practical advice from people who are experts in their field. It's amazing. And everyone here is really great and welcoming. So it's awesome. Yeah, I have to agree. It's been really fantastic all the way around. What has been your favorite part so far? Uh, well, actually, the the social was really fun. Um, I'm a little bit shy when it comes to networking, but it's it was almost kind of um, easier to do it over Zoom because you get, you know, 15 minutes with four or five people and then you kind of move on. And I, I feel like you don't gain as much traction in real life because you might be a little bit shy to approach people. But I feel like I've already talked to, you know, 80 people so far, which is great. Yeah, I, I kind of found the same thing. We were talking last night that I had gone to the one in, in Europe and the, the one, the original One Voice conference that was done in, in Europe. And I met more people there than I ever have at any in-person event. It was really kind of amazing. Yeah, so that was a really unexpected surprise. That was cool. And then what sessions are you looking forward to coming up? Because we're talking right now, it's early on day one. What sessions are you most looking forward to? Well, I'm doing the e-learning one with that's a workshop, actually, in about 15 minutes or so with Carrie Olson. I do enjoy e-learning, so um, I'm excited for that. I just finished a workshop with Karen Gilfrey, and, uh, you know, she just act, she had some real practical advice, like, don't overanalyze your auditions. You know, spend a few minutes on the max and get them out there and let it go. And that was just a nice, gentle reminder for us all. Uh, I, th I thought that was really helpful. Um, and also, you know, she was just really positive about the fact that there is so much work out there. You know, don't get discouraged. Just keep going. Because I, you know, being a beginner, it, it's so overwhelming and you just don't know how you're going to do. And there's so much uncertainty. So that was nice to hear. Yeah, Karen's fabulous. It's just, just oh, yeah. a powerhouse in the industry right now. And we're lucky to have her here at One Voice. Yeah, definitely. Well, Sarah, thanks for coming on, talking for a bit. We'll look forward to seeing you at the rest of the conference. Yes, thanks, Paul. Take care. Welcome back to Live on the VO Meter at One Voice USA. We're live with Torian Brackett, who's a voice talent based in New York, New York State. And we're, he's just finished the Celia Siegel workshop, so I want to talk about that. But first of all, what have you enjoyed so far, and what do you think was your most, your biggest highlight? Uh, my biggest highlight so far has been this overwhelming sense of community in in the voiceover industry. This is my first professional conference, and I would never have expected the kindness and supportive nature of just every single person I've met. And, you know, the, the, having it be virtual for the first time is already amazing. So I can't imagine what it would be like in person. There's a lot more hugging in person, yeah. I can tell you that. <laughs> Generally, it's just one big love fest, and it's how the community just always has been as far as I've been involved with it, and that's what I hear from everybody, that they're just so impressed by the community. Yeah, you can feel the energy from, from out the gate. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me about the, your biggest highlight of the actual talks. I know you just finished up with Celia Seligal's uh, branding workshop. Let's talk a little bit about that. How did that go? That went really well, you know, coming into this, you know, I'm, I'm coming into the VO from the musical theater world. And so there was some work done as far as like having a website and things, but zeroing in on a brand and really getting that sense of who you are was something I was missing uh, coming into VO. And so this workshop in particular was really helpful in uh, at least starting that conversation for myself because it, it, it a lot of it is an internal conversation and allowing yourself to really look inwardly as if you were 
outside of yourself it's 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 kind of cerebral mm-hmm. but just uh yeah getting a sense of who you are and how do you turn that into something that attracts people well celia is the genius behind voiceover branding so you're in good hands in that, mm-hmm. in that session for sure what are some of the things you're looking forward to i know we're almost at the end here we're talking late on saturday night but there's still yeah. the socials and then the workouts tomorrow anything that really piques your interest well, the socials have been amazing. I've met so many people, and that that's where a lot of that uh, that community has been coming from. So I'm so glad Gravy for the Brain has implemented that into the conference. It was the perfect idea. Um, but yeah, just a lot of interesting talks. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm going to be able to watch everything, but uh, especially the lip sync uh, talk today, that was just a completely new skill that I got to to flex and i i learned so much and i now have so much respect for all the anime dubbers that i love dearly but now even more for learning about exactly what they have to do to put out those products absolutely well we're glad you're having fun torian thanks for being here and hopefully i'll see you at the socials thanks for having me enjoy welcome back live to one voice usa here on the VO Meter, we are joined live via Bedalgo call by Mike Cooper, who is a British voice talent living in the U.S. Welcome, Mike. How are you today? Hey, Paul. Doing well, thank you. How are you enjoying it? I'm having a great time, actually. Just like the one in, in London that I know you, you were a presenter at as well. Uh, it's been great. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been really nice seeing how they've been able to redo this just a few months later and yet bring in a completely, almost completely totally new raft of uh, presenters and speakers for this, which is great to see. Yeah, although they did manage to get you back into a demonstration. <laughs> managed to make a cameo appearance, yeah. yeah. I quite enjoyed that, actually. It's one of the few things I've watched all the way through, not because I didn't want to, but because of my, my duties as the official podcast. I've been bouncing back and forth to everything. But I watched the entire session, and I thought that was brilliant, the way they pulled that off. Well, that was the one where we decided we would um, demo Source Connect and what that actually looks like in a real session where you've maybe got a producer in one place and a director somewhere else and an engineer somewhere else and then a voice talent on yet another line. And I think conceptualizing that and visualizing what that actually looks like in practice for a lot of people, um, it's a bit of a a stretch. So being able to see it actually work in the context of a session, um, I think was probably useful for people. Yeah. So I've I've had some interesting feedback on that one. Especially because there are a lot of talent who are, are brand new to the business and they would not have had the opportunity to see a session like that or, or let alone participate as a talent in one. So that was great. No, I mean, this this stuff scares people who've been around for years. So uh, I'm sure if you're just coming into the industry, it, it's nice to see it demystified. That's true. And although Robert is such a wonderkin that a lot of the stuff he was saying was still flying over my head, even though I've been doing oh, yeah. this for several years. <laughs> oh, yeah. It goes way over my head, too. I just I just nod and listen to the interesting words. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So other than that, what has been a highlight for you so far? My highlight, without doubt so far, was the paid workshop yesterday that Scott Brick did on uh, advanced audiobook uh, technique. Just wonderful to be in the room with somebody who's so well thought of, not just in our industry, but outside the industry. You know, this this man is, he's a rock star in the world of audiobooks. And to, to be able to get in the room with him for three hours and, and listen to his stories and listen to his tips and tricks for success was just incredible. And so generous as well. I mean, there, there is no side to the man. He's not self-effacing, but he has no ego. And he's very giving of his time. We ran on for almost a full hour after the scheduled time last night, just so that everybody got heard and everybody got served. And I completely respect that. 
It depends where you... I, I agree totally, but it, it does depend where you're talking to Scott. He's not self-effacing about his, his work because he, he has no reason to be. He's no, absolutely right. top of his game. But we were, like, making fun of our beers last night during the social. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he yeah. is a great, a great uh, casual talker as well. Yeah, and uh, I wasn't around for the social last night, but I understand that they've gone late both nights and people seem to be having a lot of fun. It's, it's really nice to see that that social interaction element of a voiceover conference carries over into being online. I didn't realize that that would happen so much, but we, of course, saw it happen at One Voice in May, and it's, it's really great to see that it's happening again here. Yeah, it's one of, the, one of the highlights for me that they can still pull that off. I mean, that's one of my favorite parts of a conference in general. I think you and I first met at a, at a round table. <laughs> we did indeed. At yeah. a restaurant at View Atlanta, and it was one of the highlights of my weekend. <laughs> yeah, some of the best conversations are the ones that happen in the corridors or in the bar, for sure. Exactly, but they really have managed to replicate that pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good platform. Obviously, some teething issues, and, and yesterday we had some interlopers who I think were making life difficult. But for the most part, once again, I think it's been pulled off very successfully, and long may this kind of thing continue. I would have to agree. Although I very much look forward to being able to share an actual drink with you in an actual bar before too long, Paul, of course. I would welcome that, so hopefully that'll happen soon. <laughs> Let's hope so. Well, Mike, thanks for being on the show and look forward to maybe seeing you later tonight. You're very welcome. Thanks, Paul. Okay, we're back live at One Voice USA 2020 with Keith Dowdy from Positron to talk to us about their experiences at One Voice as a sponsor of the show. So, Keith, why don't you tell us how you became involved with Positron? The way it all came about was that my, my wife, uh, she's a voice talent, mostly uh, audiobooks, although she does other voiceover work as well. And... Uh, we came across Positron just in, in proofing some of the books that she was reading, mm. and we really liked it. And based on the fact that I have a marketing sales marketing business, we got into discussion. They said, you know, can you come and give us a hand? So that that's really what's happened here is that uh, I'm doing sales and marketing for them, and it's working out really well. They've got a nice product. They really do. Oh, yeah. I was uh, Like I said, we did um, sort of a launch workshop with them kind of explaining the product and everyone is like this is amazing yeah, um, is. so really what we're going to talk about is the conversation you and i started in one of the rooms last night and expand on that a little bit so we talked about how when there's a report that comes back from from positron there's there can be false positives and i'm wondering what the company policy is or what they at least tell their users they should be doing when they go when they get those reports back in order to properly use the product because i think there's a misconception that positron is is trying to replace p actual humans listening to audiobooks and taking their jobs away can you tell us why that's really not the case yeah absolutely paul um, and this, we're trying to get to the bottom of this because we have some narrators that just absolutely don't like us at all. And I think what's happening in those cases is the their proofers are using Positron as the one and only proofing tool and sending it back to them with, you know, could be 50, 60 pickups in, in a chapter. And that's not the way that we think that the, the tool should be used. We'll find every inconsistency in the narrated work and the text. So, for instance, we'll find uh, excessive gaps. So it might be the beginning of a chapter, as an example. Chapter one, three or four second gap, and then 
the narrator starts reading the, the chapter. Because that's a long gap, we'll highlight that and say, hey, there's a long gap. And especially with contractions, because so many authors write their books to be read and not to be written. Actually, we were in discussion uh, just recently with, with Helen Lloyd, because she's, she, I don't know how many books she's narrated. She wants to do a course saying, hey, write your book for, for the voice production, not so much for the written. And so anyway, so any of all of those contractions, we will show as, as errors. But it's a really simple process to go through and highlight those things that need to be fixed, those that don't. So what we'll do is we'll show uh, like a contraction, the proofer or the narrator. We, what we find is that a lot of narrators are bringing us into their workflow before it goes to the proofer. Because ultimately, and this is our experience, this is what we do, it goes through, through Positron so that we can hand it off to the narrator to find that, uh, that mispronounced word that, you know, it's Oregon or Oregon. Um, we're not going to tell the difference there, right? Um, so that's what the narrator is doing. Wrong, uh, wrong accent, uh, a male voice should have been a female voice. So take, what we try to do is take the drudgery out of the proofing process so they can focus more on the performance. And um, it's certainly, it certainly, I mean, it's it, every book or every uh, uh, long-form narration needs to go through a proofer after it's been through us. And we just streamline the process. Absolutely. And for people not familiar with Positron, it's an incredible, really sophisticated proofing software that I think is very beneficial for either narrators who can't afford to hire out proofers or proofers who want to streamline their own process, like you said, and maybe even take on a higher volume of clientele. And like you said, it's, it, it only points out potential errors. Like it draws your attention to things that you might need to redo. And you have the power to accept or ignore that critique. So, so like I said, I mean, with any new software, you just need to learn how to use it properly. <laughs> That's right. And, and uh, it, it's, it's a good point because we're not telling you what's wrong. We're just showing you the discrepancy. So I'm working with an author right now. She is narrating her own memoir. And as she's reading it, she's changing it a little bit as she goes along. He's wearing a jacket and tie. He was, he was wearing a jacket, no tie, or whatever she said, right? Uh, we're going to see that as an error, but does it change the context of the, uh, of the sentence? Does it change the meaning, yes or no? Um, and we can make a decision on that. Oh, yeah, it needs to be fixed. And in my experience, I listen to a lot of books. I've listened to some very good books with very well-known uh, narrators and constantly finding, you know, errors, pickups. And what we're doing is we're returning all the errors so that you can produce 100% zero pickups. And that's actually how we, we, we are standard with a number of the big publishing houses. The one in particular came to us, the, the reason we got their business, one of their narrators submitted a book and it had zero pickups. And they were like, you know, we never get uh, a book back with zero pickups. How did you do this? There must be some, some way around it. Oh, I use Positron. And so that's how we got into that publishing company. 
Very cool. Well, I, I wanted to bring up something that we talked about um, at the socials last night. You were mentioning a new feature that Positron was going to be offering in the near future, like a sort of pronunciation guide. Can you go into that? Yeah. So it's it, it's there already. And I say it's new. It's still um, being refined. You don't even need to buy the service with us. It's free. You just need to sign up for an account and uh, you can access the pronunciation guide. So what we do is you'd submit the transcript, we proof that, that transcript and identify uh, complex words, capitalized words, foreign words, pronouns, and, and we list them all out. And we'll list the number of occurrences, the pages that they occur on, and then link that into uh, online dictionaries. So you can go and do the lookup in the dictionary and get the actual pronunciation. Now, for those words that uh, don't show up in a dictionary, the rights holder can actually create a list of words with descriptions, I mean, with the, the phonetic and an example of the word. When you look at that list that comes out, we'll scan the entire book, if it's a book, literally in minutes, and, sh and, and come up with all of those words. And some of them obviously are not going to be of importance to you. They might, we might consider them a complex word, but it's a case of just going down. Yes, I, I need to research these words. And then once you've got the, uh, those researched, you output them to uh, a spreadsheet and your pronunciation guide can go along with the book. Just a really, it's a great tool and it's getting better every day. It really is. And one of the features that we like about the pronunciation guide, you hear these horror stories. Someone has got to the end of a book and realized that the name of a character was mispronounced. They didn't do, not do their research in the beginning. Yep, so now I've done they've that. got to, yeah. Yep, me too. <laughs> and, and you've got to go back and, and, and find every occurrence of that word. So what we can do, what we do is find the word, all the occurrences within the script, we can then output that uh, with markers to the supported doors that we have. So Pro Tools, uh, Audacity, Audition, uh, Reaper. Coming along, we're there, but we still got a bit more work to do, uh, Studio One. Uh, and we can output from the pronunciation guide as well as the proofing tool, these door markers. So you put them straight into uh, your, your workstation and it's right there, easy to go and find your pickups. It's a, it's a really cool tool, really cool. And I'd suggest to anyone listening to this, just go out to positron.com, create an account, upload your book, and, and, and run us through the pronunciation guide and see how it works. It is dead, dead simple. It really is. Well, Keith, thanks so much for coming on and talking to us. I have to admit, I know where some of that anxiety comes from, from narrators, because I first met Jake a year ago, or even a year and a half ago, at the Audio Publishers Association conference. And when he told me about the product just over a cocktail in about three minutes, mm -hmm. I was a little apprehensive because I thought it really was out to take the jobs of people I work with and in some cases are really quite close friends. But now it seems like it's more of a, meant to be a partnership with the editors and proofers and not exactly a means to replace them. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely agree. And, and, you know, we like to think that uh, it's a, a productivity tool so that proofer, that editor can now get through so much more work. 
uh, because we're taking care of the mundane stuff, the boring stuff. You know, where did you miss a, a letter and a the, you know? And it's not our intention to replace anyone. It's just our intention to make the process more efficient. It really is. Well, thanks for being here again, Keith. Thanks for being a sponsor of One Voice USA 2020. And look forward to seeing you at the rest of the conference. Yeah, we're really enjoying being here. And uh, it's a great conference. It really is. Welcome back, everybody, to the VO Meter. We're live via Badalgo Call, gold sponsor of the conference, with Anne-Marie Newman, who's a voice talent based out of Madison, Wisconsin, as she put it, the real land of 10,000 lakes. Welcome, Anne-Marie. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. So tell me, what's your favorite part of the conference so far? You know, this is all really awesome, and I love everything um, because everyone's so expert, but also the culture is super nice. Um, the things that really impressed me a lot or spoke to me were David Walsh's talk today um, about just authenticity and passion and really dealing with, you know, he shared his struggle with his voice and, you know, what you really need to figure out to connect with the copy. And then the other one I really liked as well was uh, Bridget Reel's talk on confidence and not letting those, just those normal saboteurs, those sabotaging voices to talk to everybody, like just not letting that get in the way. It happens to everybody. Yup. And here's how we can really connect to what we love about talking in the microphone. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed those as well. Those are two of the talks I actually had a chance to watch most of. I've been bouncing around quite a bit because I'm trying to catch a bit of everything for the for the podcast. But Dave is someone I've wanted to work with for a while, and now I think I'm just going to have to go ahead and pay him to, to do some coaching because that was just I, amazing. I know, right? It's like I'm already working with um, both Celia and Jay Michael, which I'm super excited about and really grateful for. Um, but David's also at the top of my list. I didn't even know about the personal struggles. So that was kind of eye-opening. Yeah, you know, the other woman, and I forget her name, but she spoke on Friday about the yeah, Shannon sonic dysphonia. Yeah, she had the same struggle um, as David did. And so I heard a little bit more detail about that. Yeah, I was surprised by that, too. Uh, we talked to Shannon, actually we talked to both Dave and Shannon a couple of weeks ago leading up to the conference, and I was not aware they had the same affliction. So that's kind of amazing. Absolutely. So what's something you're looking forward to in the rest of the conference? You know, I think, and this kind of maybe dovetails with the confidence thing a little bit, but um, the negotiation piece, you know, starting out, like I, I, I have a radio show and I came from PR, I'm in a career transition and there's certain aspects of the job that I'm, I'm pretty confident I can learn, um, you know, certainly with so many expert resources around. Um, but then there's some things that you have to pull out of yourself, right? Like someone can tell you how to, but ultimately you're the one that has to, has to do it. You have to say it in a certain way, or if you're negotiating, you have to hold the line yourself. You know, you can't get someone to do that for you. And so I think the negotiation class, uh, it just also looks very, very, um, appealing to me. Is that the one with Maria Pendolino? Yeah. Yeah. She, she's, one of the experts, if not the top of top of the heap in, in voiceover negotiating. So that will that will do you well. Absolutely. And there's still a social coming up. I saw you there last night. Will I see you there tonight? I will try to be there. I know I made it Thursday and Friday. Um, like I said, we've got, you know, kind of the glamping thing going on in the background here. Mm -hmm. um, but I love talking to everybody and just meeting so many people. So, um, yeah, I'm going to do my best to be there. All right. Well, pleasure having you on the show. Enjoy the rest of the conference, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Polly. Really appreciate it. Welcome back live to One Voice USA here on the VO Meter. I'm joined by Jose Sastre, who goes by Sass. And we met last night at the socials, and I wanted to find out what's your favorite part about the uh, conference so far? 
Uh, well, um, besides everything, uh, let me guess. Uh, so <laughs> far, the panels are pretty great because, um, you know, they offer this, especially the one I just saw about diversity, uh, being from the Latino community. So it's it's great to see that. Um, um, it's been pretty insightful, everything pretty much. The whole, uh, the keynotes are fabulous. Uh, I took a three-hour workshop yesterday, and it was great. It was great. It was intense. Yeah, that's kind of the, the theme, is that because we can't be distracted by all the other things that happen at a conference, like the bar, or talking to people in the hallway or in the elevator, it is hyper-focused on the learning, which is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And the social events are, are just amazingly good, you know, um, how they kick you out in 15 minutes, and... Uh, they force you to keep meeting other people, and, and that's uh, it's just great. Well, the mastermind of that was Harvey Clayton Wright, who we're going to be talking to next. And Scott Chambers has carried on the tradition and done a great job. We were actually up until 3 o'clock Eastern last oh, night. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had to call it quits at about uh, 12 because I was pretty much done, and, and I wanted to wake up fresh you know for today <laughs> yeah well you're smarter than some of the rest of us <laughs> right <laughs> so what's something you're looking forward to in the, the rest of the show well i have a, a, a workshop a free workshop with um stefan cornicard and um i'm really looking forward for that and it's pretty much it i mean i haven't i haven't honestly looked at the at the program uh i'm playing it by ear uh so far at least for the rest of the day I'm definitely going to rewatch everything, everything. I have it all marked down, the ones that I am not going to be able. I wanted to, to see the, the one uh, by Scott Brick uh, for about audiobooks, another panel. Uh, but I'm not going to be able because it's at the same time as the workshop. So Yeah. Well, the, the great thing is you can, like you said, go back and watch it all later. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm going to. All right. Well, Sass, thanks for joining us today. Enjoy the rest of the conference, and hopefully I'll see you at the social. Thank you, Paul. I'll see you soon. Hi, everybody. We are back with D.C. Newman. He is an Arizona voice talent and audiobook narrator. So how's it going, D.C.? It's going good. Having a, having a great time at the conference so far. Awesome. What have been your favorite parts so far? I actually just finished uh, Rick Reagan's uh, Regan Reagan. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> Rick Regan. <laughs> and and it was it was fantastic. The the energy and the the enthusiasm and the passion he's got for what he does. It's just infectious. It was by far one of my favorites of the weekend so far. We got to talk to him a few weeks ago as part of our our pre-show interviews, and he's a great dude. Yeah, real salt of the earth. Uh, what else are you looking forward to? Either tonight socials or uh, the the final events going on tomorrow. Uh, both. I've I've tried to hit the socials every night, and I've met just some amazing, amazing people, and and gotten as much from just kind of randomly meeting folks in breakout rooms as I've gotten from a lot of the the more formal conference events. But I, I definitely want to definitely want to do both. Hit, meet some more people tonight, and then see the see the final wrap up. I'm I'm here for the weekend. Awesome. Well, I, speaking of, I definitely learned a lot about uh, from you, especially like how <laughs> deep in the weeds you got when it came to like measuring in and creating your own studio space. I was just like, man, I like I'm just I'm like a prosumer consumer of technology, but I'm not measuring DB differences between booth models. And like, I was I was amazed. Like, I'm a tech guy at heart. I, I did radio years and years ago and then took a detour into high technology. So I like numbers and quantifiable things. And at, at the bottom of it is 
you know, if I can save a buck and get the same results, then that's money that I can put into other areas of my business. You know, I, I know the numbers are scary for a lot of folks, but I love that sort of stuff. And I've been able to use that to help some folks too. I'm, I'm fairly new at VO, but I've been helping people with technology for 25 years. See, that's, that's what I love is like, you're learning new stuff, but so many people are like, oh, that's so difficult. That's so hard. I was like, that doesn't mean you can't learn it. Yes. Read about it. Or if you're just. If, if you can read a script, you can read a book. And if you can read a book, you can learn anything. I, I restored a car and built an engine from the ground up by reading a book. And, and if it you can started dodge a wrench, in... you can dodge a ball. Don't forget that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I look at, at life as a series of skills to develop. And if I, if I don't know how to do it now, that doesn't mean I'm never going to know how to do it. I'm, I'm going to learn how to do it. And whether that's finding people or finding resources or just digging in the weeds and, and making mistakes, at the end of the day, I've, I've learned something, even if it's how not to do it correctly. Nice. Like one of my favorite quotes from He-Man of all things was to find out how something works, you have to find out how it doesn't work first. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites is a a quote attributed to, I believe, Thomas Edison. And somebody asked him, he was talking about the invention process and how it took 10,000 iterations to get to something that worked. And they said, well, isn't that frustrating? And and he famously responded, no, I learned 10,000 ways it doesn't work. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. a great way to put it. Well, I learned yeah, that there's yeah. other uses for a cashmere baby sock than just feet. <laughs> let, let me tell you, I got no end of grief from Dan Leonard last night, uh, <laughs> both both in a breakout room and in his uh, workshop presentation. So it, what did it, it was you do? A, uh, you know, Dan is a big fan, and, and he explained very clearly if the mic is positioned properly, as, as he recommends, uh, you don't need that. Uh, as a pop filter. And, and I'm not the only one. He, he went after a couple of folks, uh, gently as Dan does, uh, with, uh, traditional round pop filters hanging out their mics as well. So yeah, that's fine. It was another opportunity to learn and it's something new I'm going to try. I've, I am sockless in the booth this evening. Oh, really? So, uh, <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a shot, see, seeing how it works. Um, there's always something that can be tweaked to make what we do easier and faster and better. And I'm not married to anything at this point. If if there's a better way of doing things, by all means, tell me. I am I am not too proud to go, yeah, all right, maybe my idea stinks. Let's try something different. Nice. Well, speaking of making things faster and bigger and better, what do you plan to do with your VO journey going past uh, the conference with all the new information you have? Well, I, I, I'm making a list, uh, which is roughly the size of the Brooklyn phone book at this point. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I've got website work to do. I've, I've got some social uh, media. I don't want to say work because it's, it's way past that. I need to establish and cultivate some social media presence. Um, I've got some, some very specific actionable things that I'm, I'm looking to do in terms of performance and just getting better at everything that I do. The, the technology end, I'm not super worried about. I can, I can usually pick that up pretty quick. But the marketing and the performance and the website and, and all of the other non-talking into a microphone parts of the job. I'm, I'm going to put a big focus on those because those all tie into taking the best care of the client that we possibly can, which is really what we do at the end of the day. Well said. Well, DC, thanks for being on the show. Look forward to seeing you at the socials tonight and enjoy the festivities tomorrow. Absolutely. It was great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So thanks to all the participants who 
gave us their stories about what they were enjoying about the conference. And we'll look forward to seeing most of them at the next one, hopefully. Absolutely. And like like we were saying earlier, I really hope that there's some kind of hybrid offering in the future conferences that are coming up. I know a lot of them are moving to a digital platform this year, but it would be nice when things return to whatever normalcy looks like in the months or years ahead that it, this is this will continue to be an option for people because it's a more affordable option, it's a more accessible option for many and now I can say like there's no excuse not to go to an event like this, right? It the 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 cost of entry has gone down so much compared to what you might do at an in-person convention and there's so much that can be gleaned from an event like this. So I hope people will kind of be a little bit more aware of what events are going on and maybe investing in one once a year to to kind of keep your skills sharp and to get yourself out of the booth and networking with your fellow talent. Yeah, I agree. So with that, I want to say thanks to the One Voice Conference team, the three bald eagles as they described themselves during the opening ceremonies, <laughs> J. Michael Collins, Peter Dixon, Hugh Edwards, all the rest of the Gravy for the Brain team and the reattendance and One Voice team, thanks for having us as the official podcast of One Voice USA. So, yeah, thank you so much to uh, Gravy for the Brain for coordinating this event and for having us as a podcast sponsor. I know you and I got really excited when they actually gave us a shout-out, like, immediately during the open ceremonies. So just made it sound so legit and official. We also have the official podcast of OVC USA, the VO Meter with Paul Stefano and Sean Daly, and we're thrilled to welcome them as our official podcasters for this weekend. Indeed. And actually, how ironic that you would be there with a lobster toupee when I have to mention uh, something that Paul Stefano and I, we had a chat. I was on I was on the VO Meter podcast uh, earlier on in the year and we were having a lovely chat and we came to a, a little bet. And some of you may have seen this in the uh, in the attendees group, a little bet that Paul wouldn't have a Mr. T uh, Mohican haircut and he only went and did it. So I'm now out of pocket, 100 quid to a charity. Paul, well done. Yeah, and I sacrificed a few hair follicles to get some pub some pub as well. But thanks to Hugh for pointing that out, and uh, I'm glad I won the bet. I pity the fool who don't shave the head for charity. <laughs> but with that, we're going to wrap up this special episode of the VO Meter. Uh, we'll leave you with some live sound from the karaoke. I think it was from Friday night where we ended with closing time. You'll hear my horrible local rendition from my booth mixed in with some of the sound from the Zoom room. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you in the next one. Take me home, take me home,